If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always Ultra Thin's reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvée. for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics. There's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. But
hello. Welcome to a live edition of the BCSN Sports Wrap. Brian Fulford here. AD Drew is uh, on a remote uh, location somewhere in the state of Alabama, but he's good enough to join us. And then joining us live via video is our good friend, Jamie Walker. Uh, Jamie, how you doing, my man? Unmute your mic there. Unmute your mic, and then we got you. Cool. I am good, man. I'm doing well. Nice, nice. Drew, checking in. I, I hear. I feel like I hear crickets in the background, Drew. Where are you? You don't have to give exact locations. I'm not that country in Alabama, but uh, I, right now I'm actually in the capital city of Alabama right now, Montgomery, Alabama. There's a pickup truck passes Drew talking about I'm not in a country location. <laughs> Clearly he is. Clearly. <laughs> Right, right. I'm not. I'm not in a country location. That was just a pickup truck that just passed me. So ignore it, guys. Uh, good to be on with you, brothers, tonight. Glad you're able to find some time, safe travels, out there on the road, Drew. Uh, so, Jamie, how you doing tonight, man? How's your summer? Summer's going well so far, man. I can't complain <laughs> at all. And you're enjoying your your time, of course. You, uh, if you don't mind me sharing, you do. You, you teach. You're in that education profession. So, are you are you are you take, making the most of this time before it's time to head back to work? Man, um, crazy enough. I yes, I am. I, I I'm changing systems though. Changing school systems. So my summer's just a little bit shorter uh, this year, and, and getting back into coaching, man. Um, Really? Coaching little middle, coaching little middle school football, man. So we've been we've been doing um doing preseason workouts, man. So so wow, breaking yeah. news. Jamie Walker yeah. back in that, putting the whistle back around the neck. Just a little bit, man. Just to just to you know scratch that itch. That's about it. Hey, hey, J- hey, Jamie. Just just to throw this out to you. When I was coaching at the middle school and high school level, there's a reason why I started coaching volleyball. And it was called July with football. <laughs> you know, that, that July yeah. heat made me go and, and start learning an indoor sport. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it has been warm, especially the last couple of weeks uh, down here in Georgia. It, it, it hadn't been bad, man, as far as humidity. But the last two weeks here in the, in, in the Atlanta metro area has been blazing. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been crazy. Now, since, since we're since we're bringing up the topic of middle school athletics here, and I, I I know Drew has shared like the amount of games and the seasons of middle school, what how, what what kind of time frame? How many games are you guys playing in middle school? Uh, and you can feel free. What what sports do middle school students have the opportunity to play up in uh, Atlanta? Oh wow, um, in Atlanta metro area because you may not actually be in the Atlanta yeah yeah I was area. in the city. Uh, I was in the city for a while, but now back on the outskirts. Um, football, volleyball. Some school systems have volleyball. Um, uh, Just girls volleyball. Yeah, yeah, they okay. do. Uh, basketball. Uh, they Boys they play softball in the fall here. Okay, uh, in Georgia, it's one of four states. Wow. Yeah, nice. playing in the, in the fall. Um, flag football is huge now. Uh, girls mm. flag football. Um, that's kind of you know spread throughout the country. Uh, baseball and what am I missing? You have some track. school systems. Everybody's with got track. Yep, track definitely have track. So yeah, yeah. I mean, 
they're kind of into everything. Really, the only you'll have school systems that don't have a lot of, of volleyball. Uh, unfortunately, you'll have some that you know only start playing volleyball in high school. So, you know, mm. you're either on a club circuit or you're learning those skills when you get to high school. Oh, okay. Uh, two other two other things, man. Uh, there are some systems that offer uh, boys and girls soccer. Yeah, uh, both yeah. of those are offered in the spring, and there are some middle school programs who actually offer wrestling. Yes. Uh, some of the, some of the large school systems offer wrestling uh, for their for their middle school students. But Jamie, I've got a question for you since we're talking about the state of Georgia, and you mentioned flag football with flag football be- becoming a bigger sport in the state of Georgia. Not quite as big as it is down in Florida, Brian, but Georgia is definitely growing. Do you see Georgia moving softball to the spring because you've got flag football, volleyball, and uh, softball all in the fall? You know, you're asking these young ladies to make a decision real early in their athletic career because you can't play all three of them during the same season. In addition yeah, to cross country yeah. also. Forgot about cross yep. country and some system. That is an excellent point um, that I have not pondered on. That is a real possibility uh, because right now, if you're looking at the spring, I guess you're you're because because here is a if I'm not mistaken, a uh, I mean it's Black far, but like it's kind of in between. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of in between, but it's right there amongst basketball. Um, yeah. I could I could definitely see that happening, uh, and the way that Georgia kind of presents it, the um, the Atlanta Falcons are heavy. Uh, Arthur Blank is heavy into flag football. In fact, that's where they had the state championship games last year. Uh, coincidentally, that the football the you know football wasn't even at the dome. They'll be returning there this year, but uh, that was that was controversial in the last few years. Um, them kind of being overcharged to be in the state championship games uh, for for. Um, regular 11-man football but um but you know the Atlanta Falcons are behind um that sport being in the states so I could easily see softball being moved but softball is huge here um so you know it being one of four states that's still playing in the in the fall maybe they'll take that significance and keep it there but I could easily see it moving as flag football grows Mm. Well, interesting. I'm 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 a bit envious. Well, at least student athletes in this neck of the woods here in Central Florida should be because uh, uh, I won't say so much as Orange County, but uh, Seminole County has done a poor job with their middle school athletics, and Orange is maybe a little bit better, but uh, still, it's a long way. I don't think anybody is playing middle school football, which in a which is crazy given the. You, you again. I, I when I moved down to Florida, I, I thought Florida was this football crazed state. No, I, technically Florida has football athletes, but in terms of the the craziness of Florida, it is it is mild compared to Texas, compared to California, compared to I I'd even go so far as say Georgia. It's uh, so I'm 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 saying it, and those of you in Florida, you can you can get at me 
however you want to. But I, I've seen it for 25 years, and, and let's not even get me started on basketball. But anyway, uh, we can, yeah, yeah, that, that's a whole other sore spot. But anyway, uh, thanks for you guys joining us. If you're on YouTube or Facebook watching us, uh, we appreciate you tuning in, joining us. Uh, please make sure to hit that thumbs up button, that like button, wherever you're watching us at. If you're on YouTube, we appreciate it um, for subscribing to the Jericho Broadcast Network's YouTube page. Of course, Jericho Broadcast Network's the parent company of the Black College Sports Network. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyBCSN1, the number one. And go download that Jericho Broadcast Network's app that you see in the top right corner. Of course, if you're watching this stream. My JBM, my BCSN is where you can find us uh, on the Google Play and Apple App Store. Uh, before we get going, let me give a few hellos right off the bat. Kelly Flicks, first one to jump in there on YouTube. Say what's up there. Flicks. Um, see what kind of controversial poll rankings Kelly Flicks will be dropping out. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Mary 305, somebody beat you uh, in Mary 305, but we're always good to see you. Uh, appreciate you, Jeremiah Clark, for jumping in. And, of course, um, I am avoiding all rampages today. So those, if you know, you know, uh, <laughs> no, no rampage. Although we might get into some interesting discussions today, but I don't think I'm going to be the one to rampage today. So I'm just kind of putting that out there. Uh, Tamara T., good to see you. Thank you for jumping in. Tamara says, hey, Jamie, as well. And so we hey, appreciate Tam you. And again, even though you don't see Drew, Drew is with us. He's just doing the audio version today with the show. So uh, what we plan to talk about primarily, as you saw the title of the show, we had this great idea. Actually, no, I'm giving all credit and praise to Drew. Drew had this great idea uh, for us to do sort of like an ultimate HBCU football road trip. And so... We've got it. We got everybody. Let's make sure we're on P's and Q's. The boss is watching. The boss is tuned in. So we say what up to the boss, Roy Evans, of course, the uh, president, CEO, Jericho Broadcast Networks. Um, so Drew had this great idea to take. We, we know the season schedule and let's put together a road trip. Like if somebody gave us a budget and said, Jamie, Brian, Drew, you can go to one game a week or however you want to do it. What's the best schedule that you can put together? So that's the assignment. That's what we're going to do coming up here in this show. So we're going to break down the best games and share with you. If we were taking a road trip, what that road trip might look like on a week-to-week -week basis. Um, kind of interesting, guys. The month of September, October, month of September, we have five Saturdays in September, four October Saturdays and like three uh three november so it almost you know there's no uh we're starting at week one we're not we're not doing any week zero because look we're all going to be at probably the miak swag challenge i mean i now i don't know jamie did you start at week zero or did you start at week one i started at week one uh okay. because they, i mean you know yeah miak swag the, the, the only show swag. going on so yeah i started at one Okay, Drew, did you start at week one or did you, did you creep yeah. into week zero? Because I think the only other game, week zero, is Langston plays someone in week zero. But other than that, I believe all of the rest of our games start week one. And if you tell me, BX, Swack Challenge, or Langston, I love Langston, 
but I don't love him that much. I got you. I got you. And and so one little one little tweak to this that we'll do, and I'll the challenge that that really outside is because obviously is to try to only go to one place once. So that's the that's the first first criteria, and then sort of the added bonus is if you happen to go to a classic, those two teams you can't go see those two teams anymore during the year. So you know that that made it really interesting and challenging, and so we'll kind of break down how all that uh works uh also the billboard 50 best rap groups caught my attention and i was like oh we got to do a top five we gotta we gotta talk about this list and uh <laughs> and break that down uh obviously you know we are we are children of practically well some of us have been around for all 50 of these years. Some of us have not. I'm not going to say who, watch, Jamie. Watch about, Brian. I, I, I didn't say who. I'm just talking to Jamie saying I didn't say who. Okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, so we'll, we'll break that down. So if you guys have not seen the Billboard's 50 Best Rap Groups, we'll share that. But uh, go, go Google that. But obviously, before we get going, it's the 4th of July weekend, which I didn't even process that, that – Fourth of July is actually Tuesday. A lot of people are using the Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Hell, some people use Friday because of Essence Fest to just take this is a big four-day, five-day weekend. But it does come on the heels of some non-sports news that uh, definitely will have an impact, or we believe it will have an impact uh, on HBCUs, and that was the Supreme Court's decision to uh, suspend or I'm sorry, not suspend is not even the right word, but uh, to to end the uh, affirmative action clauses that affects education and high institutions of higher learning. So we're not going to get into a debate, long debate discussion here, but I did think it was worth mentioning because, uh, you know, it is relevant. And I think a lot of people's instant reaction was how it's going to affect HBCUs. And, I, and I've seen a lot of people in social media spaces talking about the increase and how it's going to affect HBCUs. So I will just go around the horn and, you know, honest discussion here on it. I've got, you know, some, some minor thoughts on it, but uh, Drew, I know you said, coming in you had some thoughts you wanted to get off your chest and so i'll let you start well before, before i get into that uh july 4th will be the 142nd anniversary of the founding of one of my alma maters tuskegee university which was founded on july 4th 1881 so uh just wanted to uh definitely throw, throw that out for everybody so, All right. with, with that being said, obviously, anyone in the education, all three of us are educators. All three of us have done, been a part of a higher education as attendees. Uh, we, ch- we chose to go to an HBCU. Now, whether each of us chose to go to an HBCU because that was our only option, or we just knew we 
wanted to go with an HBCU to an HBCU is is irrelevant. Yes, I, I had the opportunity to go to Don HBCU design some bitches with the two guys did also. But the fact that this affirmative action has basically stripped away could potentially strip away because it hasn't. It's only two schools that we know that's going to happen: Harvard and North Carolina, because those were the two schools who would uh, get the suit. But effectively, potentially strip away opportunities for minorities. I'm not going to say African Americans. I'm going to say minority. That is Asian Americans. They, they people of Native American descent, people of Latino or Hispanic descent. For that to be a consideration, hey, you want a diverse school, so you need to make sure that you intentionally recruit other other people. And the one thing that I've been seeing on the internet, we've all seen it, HBCU, it's time for you to start near the dorms. It's time for you to get your infrastructure right. I got a problem with that. Where we are asking our HBCUs to do a minor miracle when anybody who knows how these dorms are typically funded is through state appropriations. The bulk of the money comes through state appropriations. Yeah, you get some you have some donors and you have some other funds. Even a few uh, a few federal dollars. So We've had our institutions who've been intentionally underfunded to the tune of billions of dollars for all these years, and we're going to expect them to all of a sudden come up with a plan to increase dorm space because we anticipate an uptick in applications. Well, y'all, don't get your hopes up that we're going to come up with a, with a functioning plan, given all the other parameters that we have to deal with as HBCU. And, with, and if you so happen to get into this HBCU, because there's still plenty of first-generation students at these HBCUs, you're going to be going to have so much debt because the government still doesn't want to find a way to forgive some of this debt. Now, as educators, you can get part of it uh, forgiven if you go to certain school systems, if you work in police, fire, certain government jobs, you can give it back certain portions of the service industry. But for a majority of people, that's not going to happen. So, yeah, I've got a lot of mixed feelings about this, and this will be my last thing before I turn it over. My late sister, Cora Faith Walker, who was a state representative in the state of Missouri, and I just think of all the Supreme Court decisions that have occurred since her passing in March of last year, when you go back to Roe v. Wade, uh, you've, got the, you've got affirmative action, you've got the LBGTQ uh, decision that has that has come down, uh, and, and, the, and all these other decisions my sister would be turning over in her grave because all of these issues were issues that she fought for when she was in the Missouri State 
legislature in addition to all the health uh, issues that we've had to deal with. I'm, I'm off my soapbox for right now, fellas. I, I could take up the rest of this segment if, if I wanted to be greedy, but I'll definitely want to give you guys an opportunity to speak. Jamie, go ahead with, uh, with, with your thoughts on the decision. Man, Drew touched on a lot. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I, I agree with a lot of it. Um, the point about the expectation of our institutions um, being ready for the infrastructure uh, is spot on because I was one of those people that said that as well. We needed to get our infrastructure up it, for these influx of students. And um, and, and the expect, that expectation is a lot to put on our schools uh, that are grossly underfunded. You know, I'm an alum of one of those schools, well, a lot of our schools, but um, if you look at a lot of those lists, uh, A&T is, is, you know, at, uh, you know, one of those top few uh, that is, you know, over a billion dollars underfunded uh, when it talks about the schools that they've appropriated uh, monies for within the rest of the state and country. And so um, when you're looking at dorm issues, uh, a lot of our stuff is blown out of proportion uh, because we still house. Uh, a great deal of our students, but I will tell you the housing situation is hard to come up, uh, upon, especially uh, after your sophomore year. Uh, it was the same when I was in school from 97 through 02. And, and it, it's even worse now um, because of the influx of students, because the school has grown. Uh, you're up to 14,000 students. Now you're talking about 40,000 applications coming through, uh, just A&T and having to make those selections, you know, we got fined $2 million for for uh, having too many out-of-state students before they eventually raised the cap going into this year. But um, when you're looking at those decisions that are made, uh, I, I think the Supreme Court butted us up in the last, what, month in relation to voting only to come crashing down in a couple of different cases uh, with this affirmative action case and um, the, what was it? Um, ah, what was another one that, that directly affects us? It was, um, mm, I cannot think of the other case that just came out. Um, but you're, you're talking about, oh, the lo student loan relief as student well. Loan relief, right. yeah, yeah, student loan relief. Uh, and, and so you're talking about um, something that directly affects HBCUs. Uh, whether directly or indirectly. I know everybody doesn't go to school on, on loans, but when you're talking about uh, Pell Grant recipients, people um, that have needed assistance going into uh, going into college, I was definitely one of those one of those students. Um, you know, having that relief could have helped. But going back to to the original point, I think when you're talking about just what we want to do, because we have a lot of lofty goals when it comes to our schools in general. We want our students to come back. You know, we have those, but I don't think oftentimes we think of the the consequences behind that because we're not prepared uh, for for the influx of students. Uh, I think, you know, and I know um, he he has been uh criticized a lot for speaking on on hbcus but uh there's a balance that goes with that but roland martin has pointed out uh that if you're talking about the students that go to pwis coming back to hbcus we there's no way we could we could have them at our schools 
like like literally we don't have the room. And so uh getting prepared for that is a a a huge task. Um we don't know also whether all students would want to come to HBCUs. Let's let's just be honest for a second. You know, everybody doesn't you know we have stigmas that oftentimes we have to debrief people about our institutions in general. Uh, that's always an ongoing thing. So we're not sure if all, you know, if every student, uh, just because they're a black person does not want, does not mean they want to come to our institutions. So, yep. uh, so, you know, everybody doesn't do us. You're saying <laughs> you know, exactly I, what Jeff, yeah, what Jeff Roberts said in the chat room there. Students mm-hmm. that don't get admitted to elite colleges, well, I'm assuming he's saying PWIs, will right. find another PWI to attend. It's not exactly. that they're not just going to instantly turn to HBCUs. That's I exactly think that's a right. Conception. Absolutely. And, and keep, keep in mind, there are over 700 uh, minority serving institutions. HBCUs are just one class of those minority serving institutions, you know. So, you know, you've got Native uh, Native American serving institutions, you've got Asian American serving institutions, you know. So just let's not just say everybody's coming back to HBCU. And you know, there are seven hundred of us who are facing this challenge. It's not just the HBCUs that are facing this challenge that we are that we are talking about. And I'm sorry y'all and you can keep my mic after this, Brian, because what I'm about to say, some people are going to take offense to this. But if you haven't voted, whether whether your person won or not, shut up, because you have no input into this. The, the problem is because y'all haven't voted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm, hey, look, I mean, voting matters, right? Because, what, well, you have three three justices from the Trump selections, right, that are part of this. And those three have have made major moves over the last uh, two years now, right? Last year and this year, they've, they've you know, they have made an impact. Um, so, yes, it, it does go to show that how did when you talk about how does voting matters? Well, you're seeing how how your vote and how voting um matters um well you know it's funny i had this you you talked about you referenced that that whole thing about being an upperclassman looking for dorm space and i mentioned that to a friend and she was like what at hbcu you don't you don't there's no room in dorms for juniors and seniors i was like well usually no uh because it usually it they start with freshmen and sophomores and i mean it was i but you know what i I don't even, I, I was so naive to not even think about what that looks like at other schools. Obviously, you know, you, you, when you went to school at A&T, there was another PWI across the, across the railroad tracks in Greensboro. Uh, obviously we had one across the railroad tracks at FAMU and, you know, it's, it's interesting to say, what is, what is dorm life for a junior or a senior? Does he have, he or she have the ability to stay in a dorm situation? Um, at those schools. It was something I didn't even. Not unless you own scholarship at, at, a, at a HBCU. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I was talking, I was just, you know, just referencing back. So, I mean, the whole infrastructure, uh, 
has to improve. But I but I think people skipped over the biggest thing. I think people skipped over the fact that everyone, before everyone started admitting these people, nobody talked about applications. <laughs> applications is where it starts. It, the increase in applications may be, may be what we see rise. Now, uh, obviously, this decision by the Supreme Court on Thursday, um, again, which I'm reading right out of an NPR article, uh, effectively ended race-conscious admission programs at colleges and universities across the country based on uh, the admissions programs at Har uh, Harvard and the University of North Carolina. Now, again, it's funny. I saw, uh, who is this who posted this in the uh, chats here? Uh, was it Tamara or was it Cameron? Oh, I should have I marked it because it was good. It was talking about the largest minority group, Tamara noting that Asians are the largest minority group at UNC. Uh, that's interesting, you know, um, very interesting. I, I don't, I would have never, I would have never guessed that, Jamie, you shaking your head. So obviously that's something that's pretty, pretty uh, well known, I guess, in that, in that area. Um, uh, but I, you, it's, it's funny, man, because it, it, it's so interesting um, that UNC was actually one of those schools brought up. I, I, I've had several friends that have, have attended UNC. Uh, and for the most part, when it comes to what they've done in relation to civil rights, you can kind of look and see what's going on there. But the benefactor of affirmative action to me and to a lot of people have more, more so been white women than it has been anyone, any other group. Uh, and so in theory, I think the outrage comes with anything that is attempting to serve um, minorities uh, being, you know, X'd out. But the truth of the matter is it hasn't been as beneficial to us as we would have liked. But even so now, that's even being counted. Uh, I think California had already eliminated um you know, race-based admissions to their schools, and they, you've already seen their impact uh, as, as, you know, less minorities uh, have been in those positions, especially black folks. So it's going to be interesting how what the impacts are. Um, but to me, go where you're appreciated. You know, at the, at the very end of the day, go where you're appreciated. I wore a shirt the other day and posted it, uh, a shirt I've had over the uh, last couple of years, uh, when it comes to, you know, even referencing UNC and Duke and NC that. State, that. you know, you know, instead of that, mark those out. A&T, you know, it, it pains me to give them a shout out, but North Carolina Central and, and Winston-Salem State, you know, they're, they're amongst other uh, HBCUs in the state of North Carolina. You can go get a quality education. And in the case of you know, quite a few institutions within the state, such as in Elizabeth City, a Fayetteville state, uh, you're not going to pay that much for that education as they have capped tuition costs. So, you know, you can go get a quality education, have the HBCU experience, go somewhere where they will truly appreciate you. Uh, but, but I, you know, those kinds of things should be considered when you're going to an institution in general. I understand that, you know, the prestige and the, the marketing of, of some of these institutions, you know, you know, living on Tobacco Road, you're going to hear, you know, Duke and, and UNC. You're ju you just are. There's going to be an allure there. I get it. Uh, but at the same time, when it comes to talking about your education and 
who truly appreciates you as a student, hey, there are some there are some places that will give you more of an appreciation than those that are all over the billboards. Um, does, does, does would a possible solution be pushing more of these applicants to online versus traditional as in moving to a particular city so you still you get a degree with an HBCU name on it but unfortunately because you're online you're not going to get the experience but when I go apply for that job no one is going to know whether I was in Greensboro and attended North Carolina A&T or whether I was in California and attended North Carolina A&T just online education. Solution. Online education. Trust me, as somebody who facilitates watching kids do virtual learning, it ain't for everybody. <laughs> I'm telling I'm you, now, tell you it what, is though, Brian, not for everybody. I agree with you, but I'm gonna tell you one school that's been a benefactor of that: Liberty University. Liberty University okay. enroll ha- enrollment is huge because of online education. It has been like like. You know, people are paying that money to get that degree and to remain in place. And not just because of the pandemic, but, you know, they have been and you can even see how it's affected their athletics as far as student fees and things of that nature. And it's blown up. I was just going to say, if 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 the if the trickle down result of that is it's putting because of those student fees, it's putting money in the coffers of athletics. Hey, uh, that's something that that is really a lot of schools will start paying attention to those schools that are interested in improving their athletic programs, I'll say. Absolutely. And I, and so I think that is a consideration. Now I'm not a, <laughs> I hate online learning. I, I, I just do. Uh, I would rather so much rather be in a classroom because I can get that experience. If mm, not to say that, I wouldn't have graduated from college if I wasn't at um, at a, a, a if I didn't have or the ability to go to a classroom. But it would have been real hard without those professors being able to be able to look me in my face and vice versa. I understand how they feel and and them be you know into what I was doing to have that experience at a school. I don't know if I could have in the same manner that I, you know, ended up graduating and appreciating education. But maybe that's a generational thing, uh, JB, especially since Good the point. pandemic, because a lot of these new applicants were forced online and they are almost used to it because of the teacher shortages. And there was a teacher shortage before the pandemic because I taught uh, classes online and monitored students while they were doing virtual learning while at the school. So maybe this generation could do what we could do. I agree with you, Jamie. It would have been tough for me to have attained my degree via virtual learning, uh, you know, back in, back in my day. But even now, when I continue the education that we have to do, Jamie, what do we do? Do we go to conferences like we used to uh, for continued education? No. You, you, you pay your nope. money, you sit, at, you sit at your computer, you do it, you answer the questions at the end, you get your certificate, and now you got your CEUs for whatever you need to do to, make, to help maintain your job or to get the raise or whatever the case is. So 
this generation is used to that. So I agree. I, I, you, you are one hundred percent correct. I yeah. hey, I have no rebut for Funny that. You're you missed right. no CEUs. I, I did that for two days last week, uh, sitting in front of computer to the point my eyes were hurting by the end of it, uh, listening to webinars. But anyway, um, and then of course the the other bit of news which Jamie did allude to was the another Supreme Court ruling was the cancellation of uh, President Biden's uh, attempt to relieve our student loan debt, which, you know, I guess Congress felt like he overreached uh, by extending it as long as he had. And so, I, it, I, look, I, that'll be interesting to see. Unfortunately, there's a Congress that doesn't seem to uh, want to, um, I'm not going to say cut us some slack, but at least improve give us an opportunity to spend money in other places. And so we're some of us who still owe money. Uh, yeah. They're, they're going to turn on the, they're going to turn on the faucets again. And, you know, we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to find creative ways to pay those student loans. Although I will say to anybody listening, and if you don't know, you should know that if I, I, I take this to the grave, if there's anybody that you want to owe, owe the government because they will take a little bit of money. Right. And they won't they won't try to garnish your paycheck. Just give them something. Give the student loan people something. Work a deal out. They just want you to make an honest payment. The mother folks, though, they're the ones that want to take you to court and make run you through the cycle and other stuff. So I'm I've trust me speaking as you know, I don't know from from my personal experience, it ain't good to owe anybody. But if you owe anybody, owe the government. And because they'll take a little bit from you, they're not going to take everything. Uh, at least not in terms of student loans. That's, you know, that's that's not a pro tip or anything. That's just my observation. I could be I could be off. Jamie, you're shaking your head. Uh, you, you sort of agree. Again, we're not recommending it. But hey, if you had a choice between paying, you know, or who you got to owe, I'd, I'd I'd rather have to owe the owe the government than anybody. Um, just you know, just saying. So uh, all right. So look, let's uh, let's take a short break. Come back, get into some more discussion. We're going to start to break down the upcoming college football season, maybe even get into a few headliner news and notes things. Uh, I may ask Jamie for a couple of headline notes that he has seen over over the course of the uh, last week or two. Uh, you know, something big happened on July 1 for for your Aggies, uh, Jamie. So we'll we'll. We'll talk about we'll talk about that. See how excited he is, and uh, we'll talk about that and more on the other side. You're watching the BCSN Sports Wrap. Uh, Brian, Ad, and Jamie. We'll be back in just a moment. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational. Powerhouse intelligent and sincere that's the voice you need for your creative marketing process k-e-a-v-e-r-s-v-o-i-c-e dot com 
Trevor's Voice, Trevor's Voice, Trevor's Voice.com. Always on, all the time. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton Esquire. 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471, thamptonlaw.com. Majesty is a premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at MyMajesties.com. That's M-Y-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A-S.com. My Majesties, an Urban Passport member. All right, welcome back to the BCSN Sports Wrap. Brian Fulford, uh, Jamie Walker here live in the video version of ourselves, if you're watching us uh, on video. And A.D. Drew is joining us in audio form. Well, uh, we are on the second day of July, but uh, yesterday, July 1, was a new day for a few for a few athletic programs. Uh, obviously, you know, in the uh, in the, in the PWI and the Power Five world, uh, you've got uh, a host of teams that moved to the Big Twelve, and then another host of teams that moved to the Conference USA or no to the American, and then might even have some people that moved. It was like one, you know, you got people moving in, people moving out, more people moving in. Anyway, all that's happening, and then of course, Jamie, we had a couple of HBCUs join some new conferences. First, with yo, don't don't frown, don't frown. Put a smile on yo, your face, no, Jake. No frown. It's kind of just even <laughs> right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're you're beloved. You're beloved. North Carolina anti Aggies officially joined the CAA, the Colonial Athletic Association, as a full member. Um, I believe last year they were playing in every sport but football. Correct. That is correct. Yeah. So, um, of well, course, it, <laughs> but go ahead. 
Right. Uh, from the CAA commissioner, we are pleased to welcome North Carolina A&T as the newest member of the CAA. The Aggies fit perfectly into the framework of the conference's vision that calls for our membership to work together to advance nationally competitive athletic programs coupled with outstanding academic programs that empower student athletes as whole persons to strive at the highest level in every aspect of their lives. The CAA is excited to add a second HBCU to its membership. Uh, so A&T becomes the 14th football member. Of course, Hampton has been in the CAA playing, uh, uh, I think, last season, uh, maybe even a season or two ago. So, uh Jamie, you've seen the schedule. I mean, obviously, you don't have to. You don't have to go too deep into the woods, but but just uh, you say your neutral, general vibe. What's your vibe of? It's time for the Aggies to 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 put up, to put up or shut up. Now that you're in the CAA, right? Um, it's um gonna be tough this year. I, I'll just put it that way. Uh, you're talking about a, a football conference that has been um, near the top of FCS uh, somewhere around, you know, anywhere from three to four. Now, I know they've had some teams that have moved on to Division One. You're talking about the James Madisons and, you know, people of that ilk. So, you know, whether or not the conference is still regarded as, you know, top tier, it is, um, you know, based on whatever publications you, you know, look at or whatever, or, you know, judgment that people have. Uh, so it is still still near the, the, the top of the FCS. But uh, this year, I, I'm just looking at it from a realistic standpoint. I think if you look at other sports uh, they're competing in uh, within the CAA, they finished in the middle of the pack uh, track team, of course, you know, was just, you know, phenomenally good. So, you know, they've done well. Basketball, uh, men's and women's has, you know, men's um, middle to the back of the pack, women's. Ha, uh, had an opportunity to win the conference. Uh, mm -hmm, so, so you know, I would say so far, so good. Football is a different animal. Uh, and I, I think everyone uh, knows that going in. You're talking about William and Mary being at the top of that conference. Uh, you know, we grabbed their defensive coordinator, uh, Vincent Brown, who's the new head coach at North Carolina a &T. So mm -hmm. far, so good uh, from what I can see. Uh, of what he's doing with that football team as far as instilling a culture of discipline, uh, a culture of of being elite. That is one of their, you know, their hashtags, elite. Uh, he's been around to the, you know, graduate, graduate of uh, Mississippi Valley. He's been, you know, the HBCU route. He's coached, you know, professionally. He's coached um, in, in Power Five, Group of Five. You know, he's 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 been there, done that. And you know, here, here's a little secret. I've talked to a couple of players. They say he was needed. Okay. Mm. And mm. it's different than it has been um, okay. as far as what um, what he brings. He brings a business-like atmosphere there where his coaches coach, and there's an expectation. And so we'll see if that work. Uh, along with his recruiting, you can kind of see if that team is turning the corner because they've been talented over the last few years, you know, clearly. Yes. Uh, um, but, you know, the discipline part has been um, slacking in areas. I know Coach Washington, you know, went to clear that up a lot of uh, a lot of this year, but you still saw some pieces. And so going into this new conference, 
Uh, there were, it was felt that a change needed to be made, and we'll see uh, what happens. I expect, uh, I expect it'll be tough this year. I expect it'll be tough this year. Uh, I think they'll do better than expected, but it'll still be tough. You're talking about playing the likes of, of teams that uh, have won this conference, some teams that have done well. Uh, but I also love what Chancellor Martin, uh, A.D. Hilton, and others, as far as bringing the proper investments of what you need to be successful in the CAA, they're working hand-in-hand hand right now. And so I can appreciate that. And I will never say that the CAA is, quote-unquote, um, better than the MEAC. I'll say it's different. But what I will have appreciated about the CAA is their publicity, uh, their social media. If you look at anything, A&T has been a part of everything that they've done as far as putting out their information. Um, they've been amongst everything when it came, you know, comes to Campbell and, you know, Hampton and, you know, because Campbell's the other member that's jumping into um, okay. right. all this year as well. And so I can appreciate what they've done on a social media front as far as introducing them and also spotlighting them, uh, especially on Twitter and, and Instagram. I can't knock anything they're doing. So um, I can appreciate that as a, as an A&T alum. But we'll see. CAA football is tough. We'll, we'll see if our Aggies can step up and, and do uh, what's needed. But I, I will beg the fan base to to be patient. <laughs> going you, uh, the, the one thing that I loved is that they hired that A&T. They, you guys, hired somebody who's from that ilk, from that conference. I think you go in with a and versus let's just let's just say if Coach Washington were still there or if somebody else who didn't know the CAA, didn't know the team, didn't know the coaches, didn't know the coaching styles. You kind of you. I feel like you guys go in with a better. Like I'll be interested to see where the predictions are for A and T, and if if there was a place that I could wager on it, I would take it. I would play above. Because I think you guys will be – you guys are in a better spot than, say, somebody who doesn't know. You know, William & Mary – yes, exactly, Hampton. <laughs> well said. You know, <laughs> who's still battling uphill, right? Hampton is still battling uphill. If I had to, if I had to put a wager on who will have a higher finish, A&T or Hampton, I'm honestly – I'm actually going to say A&T because I think you come in with a coach who was successful – I, William and Mary was successful, right? I think they they yes. had uh, what was the former coach from um, uh, Mike Howard. London, Mike yeah, London, yeah, Mike was London. There. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if I had to say, if I had to, if somebody put, you know had a had a had a had a dime somewhere and said, hey, you know who, who's going to finish better, A and T or Hampton? I, I'm going to say Hampton, or, or excuse me, A and T. Excuse me, that's who I'm going to say. Um, let me let me ask this, Jamie. Who? How, well, first off, how many teams went to the FCS playoffs? out of the CAA last year when it was just a 12-team conference? I want to say four, if I'm not mistaken. Four. Okay. It was three or four. Yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, it was it, three. I'll say three, but possibly four. Um, I would have to look. But I, but this is the thing about, uh, about this in general. Um, when you're talking about that conference and if the playoffs are your goal, like continuing to try to explain why – why you know A&T made made the you know the change per se 
Big South and then to the CAA and why they're in the CAA now. Um, I know for some, you know, my, my, my boy Josh, uh, you know, says it's a lateral move, uh, which, you know, he's entitled, he's, he's entitled to that opinion. I get sure, it. Sure. Um, but also, if your goal is the playoffs, that's really all you have to tell people. Yes. That yeah. is uh, that is. And, and that's where the argument stops with me. Yeah. If the goal is to go to the playoffs. And you're, a, and you're in a conference that you'll probably get three to four bids out of that conference. And so that's for a and the goal is, can we get into the top four? Because if you get in the top four, the likelihood of you getting to the show, the playoffs, is uh, – an uh, so ODB, a couple other people said five got in. So definitely now. So, yeah, yeah. It, the, the, you're, you're saying get to the be, – be one of the top four teams in the conference. Now, you know, I don't know how challenging that's going to be. Again, uh, I'm sure a lot of people – people tend to rate new teams at the conferences very low. So won't be surprised if I see A&T preseason nine or 10, but Hey, that all that does is add motivation, right? That's, I know what you guys will say, right? Um, so yeah. And here's a AT, A&T Roy dropping in. So you had William Mary, New Hampshire, who actually got beat by uh central uh, last year, Delaware, Richmond, and Elon. Uh, a little controversial with Elon, if I recall. But anyway, that's who that's who that's who got in. So, um, hey, hey, Brian, can I ask Jamie about the elephant in the room with A and T? Oh, there's an elephant in the room. Go ahead. Well, with, with the next with the recommendations that came up down from the NCAA this week, and one of the reasons A and T. Uh, supposedly made this move was to get them prepared to possibly make the move to FBS. So now, giving the new parameters, does the move still resonate on that level with A&T, Jamie? I think so. Uh, I think they would be willing to pay the money um, to, to make that jump if it's feasible in the end. Uh, I think if the CAA decides to make that as a conference, a move as a conference, um, yeah, they'll be one of those participants. Uh, what I've learned about um, that conference in general is they they think a little different uh, in relation to exposure, in relation to money, in relation to a lot of things. Uh, it, it, and I learned some of that in talking because I was able to to talk to the commissioner. Uh, and kind of how they, they, they you know, kind of move a little different, um, especially in basketball, because I think you have a lot of school. That conference is a basketball conference to me. Uh, anyway, it, it just is um, the way their media deal is set up, for example, um, them being able to have local rights in their basketball. And, you know, along with the deal they have with Flow Sports. Um, to be able to stream their games and then pay money to have their games highlighted on CBS, uh, CBS Sports Network. So they move a little different. Uh, it's not necessarily about the money, but it's more about the exposure, you know, which, you know, it depends on who you are, good, bad, or, or however. But I think if they decided to make that move up to uh, the FBS, I think, yeah, we would be more than willing. Um, you know, this campaign of 30 to 60 million into the facilities being upgraded. I absolutely think we would be interested in doing the, um, 
going up at going FBS if it is feasible for the school. And I think absolutely. I, I don't think there's no elephant. If if the if the opportunity presents itself, I full, I'm full. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I absolutely think uh, that the powers that be would make that decision. No doubt. Hey, uh, do you agree, Jamie? Uh, I, I I'm this is bold, Jeff Roberts. I you know I don't know why you think when a team when a conference had five people get in, I don't know why you think A and T would have to win to get in. Let's just say A and T finishes third. They're not going to leave A and T out if A and T finishes third. They're not. I mean, I looked at the A&T. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you talk, Jamie, because I I was just looking at the schedule, and the schedule. Y'all not playing uh, D2 schools on the schedule. I'm just saying that. So go ahead, Jamie. No. Your thoughts there to Jeff's comment. It would be blatant. I'm gonna stop short of saying racism, but that's what that's what it <laughs> would. It to me that would be blat- that would be a blatant attempt to not put them in the playoffs. Everybody should yeah. be upset. The whole yes. conference should be upset. Like all the whole the world should be upset. You got five <laughs> you got five teams in and a suspect Elon and this year if AT finishes third, I'll I'll go as far again, fourth. If AT finishes fourth, the non-conference schedule, UAB to open the season, correct? North Carolina Central, that's the top team in HBCU football, well-respected, Celebration Bowl winner. And Norfolk State, um, you know, who knows what Norfolk State might do this year. But I believe that's that's all your non-conference games right there. Mm-hmm. Come on now. You, you mean, you come on, Jeff. You I don't, Jeff, you must not be an Aggie. You, you can't be an Aggie. I don't know if Jeff is an Aggie, but that, that's kind of odd that Jeff would downplay it like that, man. Come but on, I Jeff. understand based on based on what they think our schools are. Uh, I, I will point no further than FAMU um, in, in getting in the playoffs because I think full well. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think last year it could have been a, a, a coin flip um, in, in them getting in the playoffs because the same qualifications nah. that you had the year before. But, again, when you have, FAMU you know, based to, on the schedule. To balance. You, when you lose to somebody 59-7, to seven, you need to yeah. balance that by beating somebody 59-7. to seven. And, unfortunately – Fam, you didn't beat anybody 59 to 7 late in the season the same way that they got beat by the best team in the conference. So all that all that told the voters was there's Jackson State and then there's everybody else. That's all that happened. So I'm not you don't you never you're not gonna hear me complain because yeah. I knew we were in tr- I knew we were in trouble anyway from the from the jump. Uh okay, so my bad, my bad, Jeff. Jeff is Aggie, so at class of '92, so you got to be a little more optimistic, Jeff. Man, come on, man. Where's that Aggie pride at that I hear? Jeff, we're gonna do this, man. Jeff, we are gonna do this. Come on, come on. Hey, uh, also, uh, new new team joining the conference. Bluefield State uh, takes the place of Shawan. Uh, Bluefield State, uh, a, a historically black college university, although it may not look like it is a but but regardless they they are now part of the CIAA and it'll be interesting watching them because they have been competitive they 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 have really played well in the previous two seasons uh as a D2 independent and uh I I won't be shocked in the least now they're moving into the northern division and that, and that's historically been tough. I mean, you've got you've got Virginia Union, you got Virginia State, 
uh, Bowie State. I, I mean, that's three tough games. So uh, right off the bat, but you know, eh. and this year they've got Fayetteville State on the schedule. So uh, <laughs> everybody who will probably be favored to win the CIAA football is is got to play Bluefield State. Now I'm not saying that you know Bluefield is going shock the world, but it'll be interesting to watch them because they have made investments in playing more uh, or, or building up their programs. And so it'll be interesting to kind of, kind of watch, watch them. Um, Drew, any other conference churning new teams entering the, uh, <coughs> entering the space that I might've left off? Talladega. It begins their transition from NAIA to Division Two. They will be an independent this year with the with their athletic schedule floating between NAIA institutions and Division Two institutions. All right, so that's good to know. Tell the and then of course. We talk about elephants in the room. <laughs> Where will Talladega be in a couple of years? A lot of speculation that as an original member of the SIAC that they will come back home. Of course, those of you who didn't know, Drew writes for D2Football.com as the SIAC reporter. So if anybody's going to have the breaking news about that when it occurs, it'll be none other than our own AD Drew. Uh, this upcoming season. Um, speaking of the SIC, July one, they they get away, they dissolve in. Now I think this is just in football, Drew. So jump in and correct me. They dissolve the the whole uh, what was it, East West or North South? I forgot. East West. <laughs> yeah, they got yeah they got rid of yeah. the East West. And so now it's just you know top two teams. Correct. Top two teams to play. Uh, Which so it's brings a, some interesting things because you could potentially see some Week 10 and Week 11 matchups for the championship. It, you know, it's very realistic. Albany State and Fort Valley State could play in the Fountain City Classic the first weekend in November and then play in the SIAC Championship the second weekend. Same thing as Tuskegee and Miles. You've got Clark Morehouse. All those rival games that are played the last weekend could potentially be matchups less than a week later. But what we don't know is where the SIAC championship game will be played because they were in search of a neutral site venue. That has not been announced as of this point. So we don't, as of right now, we don't know if those are still going to the home stadium of, in this case, the number one seed because they have traditionally rotated east and west, regardless of record in the past, or when they get that neutral site place. We'll probably find out on uh, July 12th, which is SIAC Media Day. That's right. Ten, ten days away from the SIAC Media Day right up there in Atlanta. And, of course, the SIAC will have their uh, return of their Hall of Fame inductions 
on the evening of July 11th. And then, of course, the morning. Hopefully they don't have to leave at noon. I, I would hope that, you know, that it's, it's kind of anyway. I don't, don't get me started on this. But anyway, that, <laughs> that, that's what Brian uh, UBI, University of Virgin Island. Officially yes. joins yeah. the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference. So yes. I, be- yeah. I believe that will be all of the conference churning that we have going on this year. Hasn't been as exciting as it's been the last three years or so, everybody. But we do have some schools that we uh, need to make sure that everybody knows on switching locations. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm speaking for me. I'm glad it's not as exciting. I, I think we need. I think we need to kind of slow down. Uh, let's let's work in. I would love to see these schools uh, progress and succeed, not only as a conference in uh, in their states. Because I think you. I think you, I think it's good. You've got uh, um, the CIAA with twelve, the SIC with uh, what is it, thirteen. Potentially going to fourteen. 15. Uh, oh my god! Fifteen total, thirteen in football. Jeez. Okay. Oh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that caught me. And then uh, you've got, uh, you know, the MIAC with uh, their what do they call it? Their Elite Eight, Power Six. I don't yeah, know what, what kind of acronym. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the GCAC. You know. Rising up. I mean, don't sleep. I mean, remember, we were two year, two years ago. We thought the GCAC might be the conference to fold up their flag, and uh, but no, they uh, under the leadership of uh, Doctor uh, Kiki Barnes, they have they have not just stayed alive, but they've thrived. They've added members and found members to add, and uh, got all kinds of wonderful things going on in the world of TV rights and. Man, don't sleep. Uh, the GCAC, fun fun league to cover. Uh, also how, got a mid- about, Oh, Go ahead. I was going to say, how about Tennessee State adding hockey? Oh, that's where I was going to go. Well, well okay. Right. Uh, yeah, before, well, before, funny, okay uh, before you mention Tennessee State and hockey, I was going to mention that Tennessee State now plays in a football conference that has 11 members as the OVC and Big South merged. So now you have an, a, no longer do you have a small six or seven man football league, but you actually have a legitimate 10 or 11 <clears throat> team league uh, for the for Tennessee State. Uh, that that, too, was effective July 1. Uh, and, and then, of course, transitioning to the news that Drew brought up uh, that uh, they announced last week during the NFL, uh, NHL draft that hockey is coming to Tennessee State as a club sport, presumably in the 2024 year. Uh, so that was uh, that was pretty significant. Uh, hey, Brian, Brian, Jamie, I need y'all to help me out with something. When <laughs> is the last time that you guys can remember that an institution had a press conference to announce a club sport? I'll I, I just say it, bro. I'll just say it. Well, I, look, props to the I'm NHL. Props to the, well, first off, look, props to the NHL. The timing couldn't have been better because I think wasn't the draft in Nashville? The NHL draft was in Nashville? Uh, I believe so. I, 
only reason I know that I just happened to be on some social media pages and I stumbled across that. So uh, I was just looking for some validation from one of you guys. But anyway, yeah, they. Uh, What's wrong with being a hockey fan, Brian? Nothing wrong with it. No, I look. I love hockey. I look. Look, oh, hey, you know I me. Mean? There's not too many things that I won't that I won't put a few pizza pizza dollars on. So you know, Russian Russian. Russian ping pongs got a brother through oh, COVID, man. so that's all I'm. That's all I'm gonna tell you. That's all I'm gonna tell you. But uh, <laughs> the uh, Tennessee State, yes, in Nashville. So there. Look, I I love the fact that the NHL NHL was intentional about including them in the uh, sport, and we can poo poo it. Look, I can I can I can question it and kind of say, man, it's disappointing that y'all not bringing back baseball. But hey, you know what? There's no baseball franchise in Nashville. Now, maybe when there is, hint, hint, you know, when they expand and come to Nashville, maybe that'll be the impetus for bringing back baseball to Nashville. But, you know, they, they've got a club sport over at Vanderbilt. They got now this will be a club sport at Tennessee State. And uh, who knows? You know, I mean, they, as somebody sent me, who was it sent me in the video that I think it's coming out July 14th, a documentary called Black Ice about the first uh, I want to make sure I say this right the first national color national hockey colored association I, I think I know I got the name wrong but anyway it's it's about if you do, if you do a search for Black Ice documentary um, yes we we were you know playing hockey way back in the in, in the almost a hundred years ago. So there is not a the first professional hockey league. Thank you. Thank you, Roy. Yes. Uh, the first professional hockey league was actually uh, a, a colored hockey league at the time. 1895 is when that league existed. So uh, there's a history that I think it'll be interesting to learn about. And I, I'll be looking to, I'll be looking forward to it. I mean, it's the summertime. It's a great time to kind of learn about it. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, (laughs) it'll help with this movement of Tennessee state moving into, uh, the world of of hockey and we'll kind of see how they, uh, how they manage. All right. Uh, oh, one last thing I I couldn't go without mentioning this, um, Florida A&M released news, uh, at the end of last week that they launched their own digital streaming network called uh, Rattlers Plus. So if you go uh, to uh, I should know the I should know the link. I don't know why I don't know it. Uh, yeah, Rattlers Plus <laughs> easily. Uh, Rattlers P-L-U-S uh, famuathletics.com slash Rattlers Plus. You will get an opportunity to watch some Rattler classics. Uh, including the 1979 win over the University of Miami. Uh, some mic'd up segments. There's other features. Uh, we're looking forward to hopefully having the SID of uh, Florida A&M on the ONG Strike Zone on Wednesday. And so we'll get to learn more about Rattlers Plus. But uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see how – I know there are other schools that have their other – you know, their own networks. I know JSU has a network. Uh, there's, there's other entities. Uh, the Aggie, the A&T's got their own, they got a network, Jamie, or? 
Um, I want to say I thought I I'd think CA football, not like that. Uh, not like I, that. I know, of course, you know, nah, they don't. They have um, maybe a secondary deal with something where they do, you know, radio, but nothing, nothing huge, nothing um, significant. But but getting getting an opportunity to sort of house your own stuff. I mean, you know, you you've got again, you've got years of film that's probably out there that is in other places, in so many places. And so for all of these schools, uh, which we've been saying for years, um, grab your own stuff. It's yours. <laughs> it's your university, your school, your student athletes produced it, produced the action on the field. That should be yours to to house and show and so, I mean, that's one of the things that'll be real interesting to watch and see how FAMU incorporates. Look, and I will say this and, and go to break. Take football away, which is what? 11 games, maybe five home games, right? Take that away. Think about the other sports and the inventory of home games that you have the broadcast. It's tremendous. It's all there. Um, you know, we, we are very fortunate to partner with some schools and the SIC that we're bringing that to them. But if, I mean, that opportunity is there for everybody, man. And your, your fan base should have the opportunity to see student athletes other than just play football um, because there's some championship programs in these various sports. Uh all right, any other news nuggets you want to get out there you want to talk about, Jamie, before we get into talking about the uh, ultimate road trip? Anything you want to any, – anything I missed that you want to hit on? No, not that I, um, not that I know of. Nothing, nothing – I think you covered everything significant. All right, sounds good. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break uh, and come back. And we'll get into talking about our ultimate road trip. Um, so, again, I, I put it in the chats that for those of you who are watching us on YouTube. But I'll reference everybody. If you wanted to get a good look at the entire HBCU schedule, you know, somebody had mentioned that uh, Onadin uh, wasn't putting the schedule out. Well, in fact, they are. You can go to uh, uh, Onadin 2. Dot com. That's O-N-N-I-D-A-N.com, and you can see the entire schedule. Matter of fact, I'm going to go one – well, I'm just going – I posted it earlier. Let me see if I can find it. I put it up here. Um, and I know some of you guys in the YouTube chats, you guys saw it when I put it out there. But uh, it's very simple, onnidin2.com, O-N-N-I-D-A-N, the number two, dot com. And then it'll bring you right to the 2023 football schedule. Um, and it's it's a great it's a great aggregate. So yes, a lot of people didn't know that that part of the website is still active, although uh is no longer uh, rest in peace to Mr. Moore. Um, but the Audited 2, the schedule, which a lot of people went to just as frequently as the rest of the site. That is still active. So, uh, all right. With that said, we'll take a break. Um, and we'll go kind of a week by week uh, 
shout through the schedule and uh, and more. So hang in there with us. We'll be back in just a minute. You're watching the BCSN Sports Wrap. Be back in just a moment. Itchy, squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean. Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton Esquire. 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. thamptonlaw.com. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Stride K-12 Powered Schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. All right, welcome back to the BCSN Sports Wrap. Brian Fulford here with Jamie Walker, and joining us uh, on a uh, audio line is AD Drew. I uh, want to encourage you guys who are watching us on Facebook or YouTube, hit the thumbs up button wherever you are watching us. Uh, you know, let us know uh, what, what you got any plans for the 4th of July. Anybody doing any barbecuing? Uh, I know some, I saw a couple people got to go to work on Monday. That sucks. Uh, so I guess you didn't, you didn't plan that out in terms of taking off the schedule, um, <laughs> take that day off, but, uh, 
let us know. Love to hear you. Jamie, uh, what, what day are you barbecuing? Are you barbecuing uh, tomorrow or are you barbecuing Tuesday? What's going on? Both of them. Nah, let me stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably Tuesday. Probably Tuesday. We'll, we'll see. Probably Tuesday. Okay. All right. Uh, Tuesday. I'll be looking for some barbecue in the uh, Central Florida region. So anybody out there in the Orlando Central Florida region, uh, you know, shoot a brother a text. You know, I, you know, uh, I, I won't stay long. I'll just come <laughs> say hello to everybody. Eat a, eat a couple of ribs. And then I'm out, out the door. You know, I won't, I won't hang around. I won't drink up all your Ooh. Kool-Aid and your Ooh, beer. I'll fix it to go plate. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> I'll say hi and fix it to go plate. There you go. Yeah. I might need to clam shells. Clam shells are your friend. What? Clam shells. <laughs> Clam? What is that? Clam Cover, cover your own clam shells. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, ah. you, you can go. You can go to uh, Dollar General and get you some clam. Sh- get the cl- get the clam shell lids for about five dollars for a pack of about ten of them. I ain't gonna tell you why I know this, but. All right, uh, Jeremiah Clark. With that, now this is a pro tip right here. Go to work, not work, just like a day off. Get paid. Now, see that's that's a pro tip uh, right there, Jeremiah Clark. That's a pro tip right there. Actually, tomorrow's a good day to go to work because everybody else is probably taking the day off. So you go in tomorrow, and like you say, don't do nothing, and it's a vacation within without taking. Eight hours. Now, unless you have one of those jobs where you miss not having people, and there are some places like that, you know, every, everybody can't do that. So, okay, well, so I'll again, be the post, so. yeah, I know you will. Uh, again, <laughs> want to refer everybody to onitin2.com, O N N I D A N, the number two.com if you want to see the full schedule week by week so here's what we're going to do so this is again our ultimate hbcu football roadie a road trip so if jamie were giving a bucket of money drew giving a bucket of money if i had a bucket of money and i say hey i want to travel from week to week and capture the best hbcu games i got to put a schedule together um so you know again what we tried to do here was uh, not duplicate any trips to any particular school. And if we ended up with a classic, well, we try to avoid those two teams, you know, throughout the rest of the year. So that way we can see as many teams as possible. We've got a 13-week schedule. So in theory, it should give us 26 different teams to see. Uh, now, when I looked at my schedule, Jamie, um, uh, I looked at my schedule. I, I have a mix of SWAC, MEAC, CIAA, SIC. So I, I'm going. I'm covering all four conferences. How about you? Uh, I am too. I am covering all all four conferences. Um, some come up more than others, but but definitely covering it all, cover them um, all. Uh, Drew, how did how does yours how does yours break down? You, you I don't you know as best as you can tell. Uh, I'm, I've covered all of the above, and I'm trying. 
I, I, I was trying to sneak an NAIA game in there, but it's so tough to put an NAIA, you know, we've only got a couple of them to start with that play football. Yes. And then that the couple of NAIA games that I am interested in seeing, that's about three other big games that same day. So, you know, I just just kind of hard to pick an NAIA school over some of those other schools. But I'm going to keep them in reserve in case y'all take my game, and I may just go to those just for conversation purposes. Okay. Uh, well, what I did is I put together – I'm not going to read all of them out. Like, I tried to go through each week and look at the best games of each week. But I'm not going to do – I'm not going to read all of those. So we're just going to stick to our list, and then we'll kind of discuss there. So you guys who are in the chat room uh, and watching, you can follow along. Week 1 is September 2nd. That's Labor Day weekend. So week one, September 2nd. We'll start with you, Jamie. We'll go around the horn. So we'll go Jamie, Drew, then me, and then we'll just kind of rotate. And then for the week two, it'll be Drew, me, then Jamie. So that's how we'll do. So, Jamie, what's your week one game? Where's, where are you going first week of the football season? My, my first game, week one of football season. I am going to Columbia, South Carolina, sir. I'm going to see those Benedict Tigers take on those Shaw Bears. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't even have that one on my list. Let me write that down. Okay. Why? why? What, a, what attracted you to that? I'm going to write that down. What attracted you to that? Uh, Carolina's classic. Uh, I want to see if Benedict is going to be that same squad going in, but this is a, a – uh, S-I-A-C-C-I-A-A matchup. So that's what's intriguing. Shaw has been knocking at the door, knocking at the door, knocking at the door uh, for a few years. And I want to see if they've put together uh, really a good squad to go up against this Benedict squad uh, who, who's, you know, who's been formidable over the last couple of years. I want to see if Benedict's still maintaining. So, yeah, that game is most intriguing to me. And that game is at Benedict, right? Yes. Um, Drew, what's your, what's your, where are you going week one of the season? I am going off of the beaten path. I am going to Dover, Delaware to watch Bowie State take on Delaware State. And my reasoning for this, of all of the D2 versus FCS games, I think this could be the game where you can see the D2 defeat the FCS. Didn't, uh, didn't, didn't Bowie beat Delaware State last year? Or who did? Who did no, Bowie not last year. That was, that was two years ago. Okay. Year before, okay. It was year before. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, man, you, you guys just picked two games that – I didn't even consider. I mean, of, among all the I t- oh, I said I wasn't going to say all these other games, but you you guys passed over. I'm just going to tell you what you guys passed over. You passed over the OBC. You passed over the Red Tails Classic, the Brick City Classic, the Labor Day Classic, the Hall of Fame Classic, the Big Cat Classic, uh, Winston-Salem in North Carolina Central, Alabama State at Southern, 
you passed over all of those games. That's so that that just tells you how exciting week one is going to be. Um, you guys in the chat room, I had to pass those. I had to pass some of those over, Brian. Because I had to save those teams for later on in the season also. I, I, I had a similar strategy. So here's where I'm going. I'm going home first week of the season. I'm going to the I'm going to Notre Dame, Indiana, South Bend, to go watch Tennessee State at Notre Dame, the first HBCU to visit Notre Dame, historic game. It'll be just if, – if I'm going, it's just my second trip to Notre Dame Stadium in my lifetime. Of course, those of you who know me, I grew up. In, in in Indiana, grew up a Notre Dame Irish fan, so that's my that's my PWI team. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so uh, but but Tennessee State. My sister is an alum of Tennessee State. She and her girlfriends already got their tickets. They were so smart wow. that they got they got great hotel rates and everything. So they they planned they planned, and so they are going to be at that game. And so I would that's where I would love to start my season uh, watching and seeing what kind of team Eddie George is bringing to the uh, bringing up to South Bend. So uh, that that's where she's uh, that's where she started. Edward asked, what's the Brick City Classic? So the Brick City Classic is Grambling State versus Hampton. That's going to be in Harrison, New Jersey at the Red Bull Arena. I believe that's where the, the soccer the uh, soccer team plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, uh, and, and of course, I mean, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, well, you look, Edwin says it won't be fun. You know, it's not, not about fun. It's not about fun, <laughs> Edwin. It's about witnessing history. And I think it is historic. Uh, Notre Dame with an African-American or African slash Korean American coach, uh, Against an HBCU, I, I'm 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 there for the history of the moment, and and then you know, uh, Notre Dame better not better cover. But anyway, I was almost there. Let me keep let me keep moving. Let me keep moving. All right, week two, Drew, you get to start off week two, which is on September 9th. Week two, who do you got, Drew? Who's your who's your game? I don't know if this is actually still a classic. Cause it's been all over the map and played in different locations, but you got to go to the Battle of the Bay where Hampton and Norfolk. Norfolk visits Hampton this year. This game has been played in Chicago and so all kinds of places, but it's where it needs to be in the uh, Chesapeake Bay area. Norfolk visiting Hampton. I I think it is. Um, I think it is still playing. You know, it's hard to tell because, like, Hampton and Norfolk, like, basketball, they play in so many different places. Like, that game is never – it seems like over the last two or three seasons, that game is never <laughs> in in Norfolk or Hampton or the, uh, what they call it, the Hampton Roads area. It is everywhere but. So, yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Interesting to see. What year uh, is this? Year two? Is this going to be year two or three for Dawson Odom? Year two, I think. No, nah, it's three. It's, hold on. No, it's two. No, it's three. Three. This three. Because uh, oh, yeah, three. Had an interim coach one year. Dooley Dooley uh, coached last year. So Dawson's been going for two years. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. So 
my first game. I'm going to be making my first ever trip to the bluff. The Jackson State at, I don't know where you are, Drew. Sounds like you're out at a farm convention or something. Anyway, uh, my first ever trip to the bluff. I'm still in Alabama, man. That's all, I, that's all, that's all we can say. Uh, Jackson, State, <laughs> Jackson State is traveling a week after playing Florida A&M and two weeks from playing South Carolina State. The toughest first four weeks of the season Jackson State is playing, by the way. Uh, the Hands down. I don't think anybody is playing a tougher first four. And, again, I'm still looking at odds. I want to know what are the odds of Jack? – I'm not betting it. I wonder what the odds of Jackson State going 0-3 or 0-4 would be. Would it be plus 300, plus 400? What? But anyway, because Jackson State fans don't think they're going 0-3 and 0-4, but they may go into this game at Southern 0-2. Okay? But this is the game that was going to be in uh, – remember, this game was going to be in Birmingham before lawsuits happened and sponsors, and it all fell apart. It crumbled. So now these this game returned to being a home versus home. Uh, it's a non, non-conference SWAT game. Um, you know, the uh, the good old boom box, as they called it, which used to be historically in November being played this early in the season is quite intriguing to me. And it'll be my first time at Southern. So uh, that's, this is where I'm going for week two. How about you, Jamie? Where are you going for uh, for week number two? Did you even ask me that question? I, like, I had to ask. <laughs> first of all, we we – we're going to get this revenge against those chickens in Durham, North Carolina. They are coming oh. to East Green. They are coming to East Greensboro in the second week. They are coming to East Greensboro to get molly by 40. As my North Carolina ANT <laughs> Aggies defeat the North Carolina Central Eagles. So I will be I at the Aggie Eagle Classic in Greensboro. Yes. Not this game was That's at Central. You guys have the, you guys are hosting this one. No, I think it's in anti. Mm, I think it's, it's in green. I think it's in Greensboro. In, okay, in fact, so that's what I why I've been reading. So the thing yeah, in Charlotte was just a one year thing, right? No, no, they got another year. I think, but it's not until I think twenty seven is when the Duke's Mayo um, Classic goes again. It's still the Aggie Eagle, but it's not in Charlotte again until the twenty uh, twenty twenty seven. It's it's like once every five years or something like that. Both teams yeah. get two home and home. And then it goes back to Charlotte, and I, you know, I think that's how they did that agreement. Um, so the um, the 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 thirty uh, the thirty three thousand plus that was there. Obviously, I mean, the stadium only fits about twenty something. Will it? It's usually always a packed crowd, correct? Always a yeah. sold out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. All right, so it'll be a sold-out event. Okay, all right. So hey, I, I'm, I'm okay. That's good. I had both of those games on the schedule, so I see we're we're on brand. I love the fact that we're picking different games here. All right, let's see if we can keep that going or how long that lasts. All right, week number three, September 16th. Um, me, I'm starting this off. I am going to uh, the reservation. I'm going to another historic SWAC site that I've never been to go hang out with my good friend uh uh, uh charles uh, charles yeah charles, charles edmund 
Charles Edmonds. I got enough Charles's on my brain, so I didn't want to say his last name. That's what caused. That's why I paused. I was, to, I was like, why can't I think of Charles's last name? But anyway, uh, hey, don't, don't forget friend of the show, Kelvin Carter, uh, Carter. Also, okay, yes, yep, yep. Um, McNeese State at Alcorn. Uh, the Braves won this contest last year, but it was at McNeese State. And uh, that, of course, ended McNeese's long run of beating SWAC teams. And uh, Alcorn had a win in their hands against an FCS or a non-HBCU FCS opponent last year at home, but they kind of it, 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 they blew it. Uh, I think that was Stephen F. Austin, if I'm not mistaken. So I think this year I, I'm looking forward to going to, uh, to the reservation and seeing what it's like uh, in, in this contest. Would love to continue to see an HBCU defeat a uh, non-HBCU FCS opponent, uh, especially a SWAC school. So that's where I'm going. Jamie, where are you going week number three? Man, I got to go to the shed. I got to go to the shed. Tuskegee versus Central State. Um, mm-hmm. It was a game I called last year in Montgomery. Uh, for the SIAC, that was more exciting than probably it should have been. Uh, Central State is a is a much improved team. Uh, I expect them to be even more improved, but I want to see those upgrades down at the shed. Uh, you know, I, I got to go to the, the Cleve Abbott Memorial Stadium uh, because I have never been. I've never been, man. Mm. So I got to okay. go down there and experience that, man. So Tuskegee versus Central State. At Tuskegee, I gotta go. Field turf with the lights be up, Drew. Are they? Uh, will they? Will that be a date or a night game? Oh, what? <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right. Uh, let's see, Drew, where are you going? Man, I got to go to. I believe I need to catch this flight to NYC. Watch uh, yeah. Albany State and Morehouse play each other. I've, I've, I've been to New York a couple of times, uh, but obviously I've never been to the football stadium or old giant stadium at that point. So to get to go to East Rutherford to uh, Life Stadium to watch the Golden Rams and the Maroon Tigers, that would be where I would go. Can, can, can I throw in a bonus one? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, bonus one, yeah. Because it, 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 it was tough to pick that one because that, that should be a decent game. But I almost snuck in by NAIA school with Florida Memorial and Grambling State. Florida Memorial expected to be much improved. And Hugh Jackson in a season where he's got to show some type of serious improvement with Rambling State and those in attendance at that game, you know, there's going to be people, if they don't beat Florida Memorial by 60, there's going to be some people upset. So just seeing that dynamic of that is would be would be interesting. So... Uh, definitely want to see. Definitely, that was my B game of the of the of that uh, particular of that particular week. Especially when you consider Grambling 
will have played Hampton and LSU. So that should be a get right game for Grambling. So if they if they win but they don't get right that game, you gotta hear some chatter in rural Louisiana. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um I'm surprised none of you picked this one, Mary 305. I was thinking about this one, the good old Howard versus Hampton game, the battle, the battle for the real HU, which has quietly been owned, I mean, by uh, Hampton. Hampton owns it. So it's like this is the game that I call Howard versus Hampton because only one school has the H. And that's him. When that game becomes competitive, Brian, I'll think about that one again. Yes, that. So this yes. this game is going to be in DC at Audi Field. But again, it is Howard, <laughs> silent H, no H, versus Hampton. Because when these two meet, the only H is is running right there with Hampton because they have owned this series of late. Um, so yeah, uh, yes, and uh, Edwin Moore, I will break out my. Well, no, no. I have I have a PV purple shirt, so I don't have any Alcorn gear. But I, I'm sure I could find some. I could find some. I'm sure. You know, I, out of respect for my good friend Charles Edmund, I might wear some some Braves gear. So, okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, <laughs> uh, Edwin Moore says. <laughs> Florida Memorial must be for the bands. Uh, if you think Florida Memorial's band is traveling, then you got another thing coming, Edwin. <laughs> uh, that, ain't, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. Uh, yes, uh, I'll take gear. Uh, Swacking a fool. Make, please make sure it's 3X. Big fella uh, accessible, please. Don't send me no tight stuff that I will never get into. Thank you. Yeah, don't send me no medium here. 3X, please. <laughs> Three X. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm trying to get down over this month. Okay, let's go to week number four here. So hopefully you guys are are uh, hanging around with us here. Week number four is September twenty third. Um, uh, Jamie, you started off this week. Week number four. What do you got? Oh, I'm probably snatching your game. I'm probably snatching y'all game. However, I got. I gotta go because it was such a, a, a great game last year that I want to see this one. Uh, uh-huh. FAMU versus Alabama State. Mm. Yeah, mm. FAMU versus Alabama State. I want to see this one. Um, came down to the wire last year in in Montgomery. I want to see oh, what happens. Yeah, I want to. I want to see what occurs at Bragg. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we'll play. We we will. You know, you know what they call Alabama. Uh, they they call it a. Uh, Fam, fam, Alabama, right? Because we, we own that state up there, Jamie. So whenever we play uh, the Hornets and the Bulldogs, we we own that state. So you know it'll be Fama, 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 Bama State versus FAMU. Anyway, um, it should be an interesting game. Uh, Drew, what do you got? I am once again going off the beaten path. I want to go to. Uh, I, I want to see Allen and Central State. I hope that they're a good buddy as the athletic director at Allen University, Josh Cox, invites me into his suite. Why I pick when I pick that game? But Allen arguably could have quietly one of the best, better quarterbacks in the SIAC this year. So you know, I, I would just have the opportunity to see 
how good this young lady is. His name uh, escapes me right now. I'm, I'm having a brain fart right now. But uh, they did have a uh, great quarterback coming back. Yes. Yeah. I, Alan, Alan. David did, Wright. Uh, yeah, David Wright. Thank you, David Wright. Wright. Yep. Thank yeah. you, Jamie. Yeah. So that game is going to be at Allen. Now, I mean, Allen doesn't at have Central its own. State. Oh, it's at Central yeah, yes. State. Yes, at Central State. Okay. Okay. And I know Central. Okay. So I, I was just wondering. I'm like, you know, does when I thought it was, does Allen have a, a home uh, a home field? They still kind of playing on somebody else's field. But okay, they're still playing. Yeah, Westwood High School. Uh, they're still okay. playing. Uh, still okay. playing there for right now. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, obviously, some other selections of games going on. You got Texas Southern at Grambling State, PV at Alcorn. That's going to be a huge game. Now, you like you like hey like preview. I took McNeese State that game because I couldn't go to this PV at Alcorn game. I couldn't go to that game. Uh, I'm going to a CIAA North versus South matchup. A game that should have been the 2022 championship game. Fayetteville State is traveling to Virginia Union. I want to be there to see the smoke uh, because I'll tell you what, Fayetteville State has really benefited, I feel like, over the last few years from really not having to play the best teams from the North. That's just how this schedule worked out, right? Now, no avoiding it this year. They're playing a Virginia Union team. And I look, both teams will be favored and predicted to finish one and two. I think that's just a prediction. And so this, who knows, could this be a preview of the the 2023 championship? Who knows? But I, I think week four is still early enough. I think it's I think it's gonna be a good matchup. Fayetteville State at Virginia Union is where I'm looking to go. Hovey Field. Uh, I think is the name of the stadium. So, all righty. Let's see. Anybody else? Uh, oh, yeah. You know what? Thank you, Chuck, for reminding me. I think that – is that the weekend of the Circle City or is it the next weekend? No, he's talking about something else. Chuck, no, this is – who is – this is – let's see. Mary Mary 305, she's going to be at Alcorn PV. Um, Edward says he might check out the Coastal City HBCU Classic in Brunswick. That's Savannah State versus Albany State. So that's the first time inaugural game, Brunswick, Georgia. That's that's interesting. Coastal City Classic. Okay. Um, let's see. Edwin says PV versus Alcorn should be a headbanger of the purple people. <laughs> there you go. All right. Moving to... September 30th, the fifth Saturday of the month of September. And it also does feature our first homecoming game that particular week. So uh, let's let's hear from you, Drew. I think you get a lead off week number five. And i got a problem with one particular team playing their homecoming on September 30th. And that's because they're playing their homecoming against one of my alma maters. So I want to see the 4 and 0 at that point in time, Tuskegee Golden Tigers versus that at that time the 2 and 2 if they lucky Alabama A&M Bulldogs in the Rocket City go in and spoil 
their homecoming, and I get to hang out with Bo Carter. What more can I ask for? Hey, Karen Griffin is right there with you. She's going to that game. Look, I, if you look at Alabama A&M's schedule, okay, and I'll br- they really didn't have a choice but to make this game their homecoming, in my opinion, okay, because after that Tuskegee game, they don't have a home game in the month of October. They play two neutral site games, including the Magic City Classic, and they have a bye week. Then they come out of that with two out of the last three games at home against Florida A&M and the end of the season against Valley. Now, I don't know about you. I don't want to play. If I'm Alabama A&M, I don't want to play FAMU for homecoming. Although that might be a, that might bring a good crowd, I don't want to play them for homecoming. You, you probably could have played Valley, but then again, that's the end of the season. You know, sometimes people feel kind of adding Valley. That's November 18th. It's a week before. I think we talked about this last week. It's the week before uh, Thanksgiving. You know, you, you probably don't want to play. So they were really stuck in a in a hard spot um, uh, because they have three. Let me see. Three of the five weeks, Alabama A&M has home games. So they're really kind of caught in a tough spot because of the scheduling um, to play Tuskegee when they got it. Um, so, yeah, you know, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that works out. Um, Norfolk State A&T, is that, is that this, is that that particular weekend? Mary says she's got Norfolk State at A&T. I'm, I'm assuming that's week number five, Mary, because um, that's where we're at right now. Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And matter of fact, I'm gonna be right there with you, Mary. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look for you when I go because I have it on my schedule. Um, now, A&T has. Uh, you know what the winning streak on this game is, hey, Jamie? I'm gonna quiz you. I don't. I don't know the streak, um, but it's gotta be over five or under six. five. Over uh, or under five. I'm gonna say over. Yes, it is. It's seven. Yeah. Seven. Yeah, Ante has beaten Norfolk State uh, the last seven times. Doesn't matter where you play him; you've been beating him up. But uh, you know, if, if Dawson Odom's again, is he gonna get right? This is a this good opportunity uh, against uh, A&T. So this is one of the three non-conference games for A&T. Uh, J- Jamie, who's your who's your who's your game? This is the the thirtieth, correct? <laughs> And this is going to yes. surprise you. And this is going to Yes. Um, I'll tell you what, man. I've been waiting on their first win since their inception. Uh, and depending on the possibility, they may get it. I am going to Dover, Delaware for Dell State versus Virginia Lynchburg. <laughs> I'm going to Dover, and it may just happen. We'll see. They're getting a quarterback. Hey, Virginia Lynchburg getting a quarterback back. Uh, was injured at the end of last year. Uh, Dell State, I have no earthly idea what's going on with them. Um, and, you know, Bowie State almost beat them a couple of years ago. Virginia Lynchburg and, and Coach Newman is putting together, you know, I, I, you know putting together, um, you know, a, a, a special group. They got some people in, in some skilled positions that I like. Uh, so I want to see what's going to happen there. 
So Dell State versus Virginia Lynchburg. That's where I'm going. Wow. Mm, interesting. Okay, got you down for that. Of course, some other games happening that week. Uh, how about Bluefield State's first home CIAA game against Fayetteville State is happening that particular week. Campbell at North Carolina Central. Ooh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a big one. That's gonna be a big one. Uh, don't you guys play Campbell? Too? Obviously, you play Campbell because that's conference. Okay, and then uh, the State Fair Classic. Um, Prairie View and Grambling. I, I think that game kind of fluctuates in terms of who controls that series. I think Prairie View has won the last three or four, something like that. So eventually when Grambling decides to start winning, they'll probably get a run going themselves. Um, so, all right, let's do this. We, we've gone through the first five weeks. We're going to take a break. And we're going to start in the month of October. So, again, if you guys want to follow along with us, if you want to, if you want to uh, start looking at the schedule, go to onnidan2.com, O-N-N-I-D-A-N, the number two.com. Take a look at the schedules. We're moving into the week number six schedule, uh, four weeks in the month of October. So that's what we're going to talk about here on the other side. You're watching the BCSN Sports Wrap. We'll be back in just a moment. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working standard protection that's never not working head and shoulder scalp shield technology it's never too early to plant the seed to share the tradition and instill a sense of pride in your hbcu with your little ones hbcu pride and joy children's boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite hbcu Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. All right, welcome back to the BCSN Sports Wrap. Uh, Brian Fulford and Jamie Walker here on video, and AD Drew joining us on line here. Um, 
Jirai had muted your mic earlier because it sounded like you were you were drag racing somebody without a muffler earlier. <laughs> so I'm telling you, boy, y'all folks in Alabama, y'all keep it real out there. Muffler optional at Alabama, Brian. Muffler <laughs> optional. Love it. Love it. Um, <laughs> hey, want to remind you guys, you can check out all of the shows that are part of the BCSN uh, on the BCSN pod zone. Uh, all of our shows, uh, podcast format on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple, Google Podcasts. All we ask is that you go download, rate, share, review. You know, all of that stuff helps the algorithms. Uh, you can hear, uh, for example, if you missed yesterday's Carlos Brown show, uh, he had an interview with Swack legend uh, Willie Satellite Tot. That was a real good interview. So if you missed that, I uh, want to encourage you to go check that out. The Carlos Brown show every Saturday. Uh, also, Dr. Cavill is inside the HBCU Sports Lab every Tuesday and Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. And then Wednesday nights, uh, find out what the Rattlers are talking about. The ONG Strike Zone Wednesdays at 8 p.m. But all of those shows are available on the BCSN Pod Zone. Uh, going back through the chat room here, Edwin Moore says the State Fair Classic will be fun as long as you don't sit on the real hot side. Well, but isn't that game played at night, though? Isn't that game usually played at night? Is there really a hot side in that game is played at night? Just asking. Um, all righty. Let's see. We're, we're moving into October, and it's homecoming season. Uh, at this point, there's only been one homecoming, but now we're starting to move into the month of homecoming games and classics. Um, who starts this off? Uh, is it me or Jamie? Let me see. I think it's you. It, it might be true, actually. Hold see. on, hold on. It'll be you, Brian. Oh, it's no, me. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. One, two, three. Yeah. Okay, three. So I'm starting this one off. Okay, so again, this is October 7th. October 7th, week number six. I'm going to one of the oldest classics, but in a new home this year. I'm going to the Morehouse Tuskegee Classic. Again, Morehouse and Tuskegee this year in Birmingham, Alabama, 7 p.m. Uh, traditionally, it's been in Columbus. Is that correct, Drew? Columbus, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And uh, now yeah, it's this moved. Yeah, been in Columbus for over 80 years. Yes, 80 years. And so this is the first year it's in a new new site, new location. And so that's uh, Morehouse and Tuskegee. That's where I will be. So uh, looking forward to seeing that classic for the first time. Uh, uh, Jamie, who you got? Where are you going? Man, you know what? I've already I've already named um, um, FAMU in a game. And, and one of their games is going to be intriguing. But I'm going to go with this one. Uh, Kennesaw State versus Tennessee State. Uh, Kennesaw State making that move to FBS. Um, Tennessee State has talked about wanting to be there one day. We'll see what a good comparison is. So, uh, yeah, at Kennesaw. So, Kennesaw State versus Tennessee State. Okay. Um, and that's one of those games where it's in northern Atlanta. So, we'll – Will the Tennessee State fan base show up? Will they take the road trip? Uh, what is it, about twenty minutes north of downtown Atlanta? 
Yep. Maybe more on a on a heavy traffic day. But uh yeah, that'll be You know Brian is either gonna be twenty minutes or an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, that's a good choice there. Okay, uh Drew, what do you got if you're if you're able to pull yourself off mute? Where are you going for that particular weekend? We we might have lost Drew. Um, I know his connection's still there. His mic, he might just have maybe had another call. I see Karen Griffin. She joined, she said, "Ah, yes, she's going to the, she's going to the bluff that weekend." Fam, you at Southern? Yeah, Ooh. yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. Drew, are you back with us? Yeah, I'm back with you, Dow. Uh, I I think I. Because that was my pick for the week. We're going straight down I-10 to hang out with, with uh, say again. No, I, I, we didn't hear where you were going. Say that again for us. Color and our buddy Carlos Brown for the Fairview Southern game. So okay. the only thing okay. I want to know is if all the 100 coming with me. Ooh. Yeah, you know that's a good question. That's uh, they should. They the, actually the hundred went last year, uh, two years ago. The hundred did show up two years ago. Uh, I think there are certain rivalries that FAMU will travel to. I think they will travel to the Southern game. Now, I'm just talking in general about the FAMU schedule. The question mark game for the hundred on the road will be: Will they travel to Houston uh, against Texas Southern against the Ocean of Soul, a very underrated, underrated band program, band team, uh, band, band squad, I, I, marching band? Excuse me, like I can't think of it. Anyway, the Ocean of Soul, uh, very, very good, uh, especially in the stands, the stand band, very good. So be interesting to see whether the hundred travels to texas for that particular game okay so drew you're gonna be down there uh in the bluff uh that particular weekend so good stuff good stuff all right jamie we go to october 14th week number seven i also take into account there is a thursday game that particular week so uh we want to include any thursday game that qualifies it, it is open to attend. And, and I'll say this, Jamie, if you attend a Thursday Thursday game, you can go to another location on Saturday. So I just want to throw that out to you. Go ahead. Well, so where are we going week number seven? You know what, man? This was hard because there's a couple of different games, man. There's the Brainiac Bowl um, going on. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I'm going <laughs> – uh, I know uh, what game you're talking about. I know what you said that. I know what game you're talking about. Please define, Jamie. Please define. <laughs> that that Har- that Howard Harvard game. Uh, curious about. Um, I, I wonder if Harvard's going to let us bring uh, our people in there because of their affirmative action. Oh, my bad. Oh, Go ahead, Jamie. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Man. Too soon. <laughs> uh, but you know what, man? I want to see. Um, you know, after having an off year, can Kyle, can Coach Kyle Jackson get everything back in the road? So I want to see uh, Jada Byers uh, versus that versus Bowie State. So Virginia Union uh, versus Bowie State. That's where I'm uh, going. Yeah, that's a 
That's a good game. That was that was on my on my on my I was I had eyes. I was looking at that one and then I saw the other Virginia Union game that I chose. But but that's uh hey look, remember last year we talked about how Virginia Union had all these tough opponents on the road last year. Guess what? This year the union gets those games at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Hey, advantage to uh, Virginia Union this year. That's why I will be – I don't have a vote, but if I had a vote, I'd be picking them to finish first in the north. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Drew, who do you got? Week number seven, October 14th. I am going to take that Thursday night game, Brian, and go to Fort Valley, Georgia, to watch Benedict travel – play the Wildcats in which some people may argue may be a preview of the SIAC championship game. And the other reason I have to take that Thursday game is so that I can have a opportunity to see a real game because I don't know what I am going to get when I take my Saturday game in which Virginia Lynchburg plays at <laughs> home against Fort Lauderdale. Who had the over in Virginia Lynchburg references to games <laughs> in this segment? Who had the over 4.5? Who, who, whoever they were, they're cashing and they're rubbing their hands like, thank you, guys. <laughs> But yeah, those those that's my Thursday game and my Saturday game. Virginia Lynchburg playing at home for the first time, probably since I've been covering HBCU football at this level. All right, and and just to clarify, the Thursday night game is Fort Valley at Benedict, so it's at Benedict. So just to clarify, I don't want you to go to the wrong location in uh, for that game because I'm gonna be right there with you at Benedict that weekend because I too have that game circled to go see the two teams that I think will be favored one and two at the SIC media day. I think Fort Valley state and Benedict will be favored one and two. And so that might be a early SIC championship preview, or it'll put somebody in the driver's seat to get to the championship game, in my opinion. Uh, So, so I'm, I'm with you. On that, I am not going to go to any of the Saturday locations. Uh, there are a couple of homecomings that weekend. Jackson State homecoming, they're hosting Alabama State. Tennessee State homecomings that weekend, they're hosting Norfolk State. And Alabama A&M's homecoming is that weekend, they're hosting Grambling State. Um, and so, yeah, the, the Howard at Harvard game is also happening that weekend so that that is uh, for you folks up in the northeast um you howard alums you, you better show up for that because so you can brag about you know we are the well <laughs> anyway what what did they say howard is the harvard of hbcus or something like that i don't something know something like that something what, like that whatever whatever subtle non complimentary statement they made but whatever be a good chance to put the beat down on Harvard, who has a pretty good squad. Apparently, by all, by all, by all uh, prognosticators in the FCS, Harvard has a pretty good squad. So that'll be 
That'll be a good game. Should be. Um, okay. Week number eight, October 21st is where we are. Now, again, we've got Thursday games, uh, which lead off the week going into Saturday. So, Drew, you get to lead this one off. Where are you going? October 21st, week number eight. October 21st. I am going to watch uh, Oregon State and North Carolina Central on that Thursday night that you were talking about, Brian. Yes, that, indeed. Yes, that's going to be the game of probably the game of the week. And once again, that is one of those games where it could be that one versus two in the in the B Act. Mm-hmm. So after going to that particular game I, I lost I lost my place uh give me just a second y'all that's all right well you're putting that out there I'm uh let's see Karen Griffin's gonna be right there with you uh she's gonna be at that matchup uh Morgan and Central Mary 305's got Benedict versus Kentucky State that's where she's going That'll good game my Saturday game is going to be Bluefield State hosting. Excuse me, Virginia State hosting Bluefield State. No, it's it's. No, no, no. It's Bowie Virginia State's hosting. at home. Yeah. No, 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 no. If you want Bluefield State, it's Bowie at Bluefield. I'm, all right, I'm looking at the wrong week. No, I'm sorry, there. That's all right. Because uh, the state. I, I would tip my hand. I thought we were going. I was just going to ride. I thought we were going to ride together that that weekend. But but anyway. <laughs> you want me to read some games out, or are you still looking? We we've got uh, Savannah State's homecoming. They're hosting Tuskegee. Uh, Howard is hosting Norfolk State that weekend. Uh, Bethune and Southern are playing in Jacksonville at the uh, stadium that the Jaguars place, or the Jacksonville Jaguars. So um, second year in a row that the city of Jacksonville has gotten behind uh, hosting a SWAC game for Bethune-Cookman. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh, FAMU is traveling to Houston. Take on Texas Southern, and A&T is hosting Richmond. I think that's a pretty important game. You know, historically, Richmond, uh, one of those teams that went to the playoffs last year. Since I have not been to too many CIAA games, how about Shaw Fayetteville State? Shaw Fayetteville State. Okay, where where's that game at? Yeah, asking me too many questions, Brian. Yeah, asking too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> the game's I'm at Fayette, to... uh, The game's at Shaw. I'm sorry. The game's at Shaw. 
right, all right. Fayetteville State Ashaw. You know, I'm 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 doing multiple things here, so it will stay as Shaw. Um, you know, again, that's one of those games where we've been hinting at Shaw being uh, uh, being one of those teams, right? Well, the problem is they haven't been able to get by their their nemesis in the South, Fayetteville State. So there's a good CIAA South matchup. Uh, that you're attending there yeah and, and of course everyone drew is being safe on the road he uh he just happens to be mobile but yes he's being safe on the road um so he has a hand hopefully if he is driving he has a hands-free uh device so we, we we thank you for everybody who's listening right now you guys you know we appreciate you guys um and so uh jamie well I think it's me. I think it's me. So I already kind of tipped my hand. I'm going to the Thursday matchup, Central at Morgan State. I want to see if Damon Wilson have Morgan State ready for this matchup. Can they knock off the champ? I want to see. Can they avenge that bloodbath last year? Yeah. What was the score? Because <laughs> it was like ugly. 50, was like fifty something to a single digit. Yeah. Yeah. It was ugly. It was ugly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, yes, that's that's gonna be pretty bad. And then on and then on Saturday, I'm gonna head over to West Virginia since I'm already up there in the Northeast. I'm gonna drive over to West Virginia and check out uh, Bowie State at Bluefield State. My first opportunity to go see Bluefield State, see what Bowie looks like. Uh, that should be a good CIAA North matchup. So. Uh, all right, uh, Jamie, what do you got? Man, on the twenty-first, I am curious to see, um, you know, a, a, a old fam, you rattler, uh, taking over at Albany State uh, versus uh, Edward Waters. I want to see those athletes on the field, and I want to see Albany State chuck it all around the field. So yeah, Albany State versus Edward Waters. That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking at on Saturday. Uh, where is that? Where's that game going to be at? Where's that game? Is that up in? I Albany? think it's at Albany. Yeah, I think it's in Albany. One of the, one of the uh, the, the more underrated venues uh, in the SIAC, man. No, actually, that, that game is. Uh, well, now oh, it's, Edward Water. uh, it's in Jacksonville. Yeah, it's at Edward Waters. It's in Jacksonville. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, cool. I've never been. I've never been. To, yeah, never been to that stadium yet. So yeah, yeah. Let me. And I, I think that might be. Well, let's see. Edward Waters' stadium has only been – on campus has yeah. only been there now like, two seasons. Two, yeah. Yeah, this will, this will be Albany State's first trip there, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. So, okay. And, uh, you know, of course, Quinn Gray played for the Jaguars. So, Jacksonville Jaguars there. So, that's a, that's, that's a, good, that's a good pick. Uh, okay, so let me, make, let me make sure I write that down. Albany State – at uh, Edward Waters. Let's see what the chat room says. You guys like out there? I see a couple of people. Yeah, what are they talking about? Where is everybody going in the chat? Um, let's see. <laughs> Edwin, you know, Edwin, if I if I did go to that game, yes, I would definitely be leaning on Dr. Cavill 
<clears throat> to host uh, that game. I know he will be in the house. I know he will be in the house. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll be looking to hang out in the suites with Dr. Cavill. I know that's where he'd be hanging. Him and Deuce be hanging out in the suites. I want to be where they're at. <laughs> Real. Uh, let's see. What else we got out there? Um, oh, Edwin says it'll be a blowout. Uh, let's see. UAPB. Uh, homecoming that weekend, huh? Okay. I did not check that out. I don't have UAPB on my schedule, but hey, if they're going, if they're going, I'm assuming that's the Alcorn State Braves that you that uh you're saying they're going to they're going to defeat. Um. All righty. So let's move into week number nine, <laughs> October twenty eighth. Well. This is one of the granddaddy of them alls. Uh, it's on the calendar. Everyone in the state of Alabama knows I have never attended. So I will be at the Magic City Classic in Birmingham, Alabama State versus Alabama AM. Uh, and And that's me forsaking homecoming, Jamie. I am forsaking FAMU homecoming to go to the Magic City Classic. Mm. That's That's how much that game means to me. So that's where I'm going to be. October 28th. There is a Thursday game too. South Carolina State at North Carolina Central, but given the fact that I went to the two previous Thursdays, I need to save my energy for the Magic City Classic because I heard they do some great tailgating and I need to save as much energy as I can. So, there we go. Uh, Where are you at? This is what? The 28th. Man, you know what? I made a mistake and picked a duplicate squad. But I know, right. I know. Let's put it this way: I know where I want to go. All right, I know where I want to go, and I think, I think Drew has an idea as well. <laughs> um, because somebody is returning to to uh, to Alabama. Somebody is returning to, that, to Tuskegee. That will be that what Coach Willie Slater. Yeah, yes, yes, it will. And if it was anything oh. like it, was, <laughs> oh, I didn't have that game on the schedule. Oh. Okay, I need to write that down. Uh, yeah. I need to write that down. Okay. Yes, somebody is returning to the shed, and I want to see that game. But I, I'm going to let Drew run it with. That's the game I picked, but that's a duplicate game. I've already been to the shed once uh, in my tour. But, yes, I want to see that game. Clark Atlanta, Tuskegee. That will be your honorable bench. <laughs> yes, that would be my honorable bench. All right, uh, Drew, is that is that true? In fact, or are you going are you going back home? Do you want to see Coach Slater re- his first return to Tuskegee? What would a reception be like? I I would hope that the reception would be very with the Willie Slater would be very well received in Tuskegee. He is the second winningest coach in Tuskegee history. If they don't give him a standing ovation when they announce his name. For the game, I would be highly disappointed because the Tuskegee fans uh, have class, and that's the one way to show class. Even though a lot of people say, yeah, out as well, and uh, it was time for him to go. What he did for those 15 years at Tuskegee, yeah, he deserves a standard ovation. And y'all got a new scoreboard, video screen. They better have a video Locker montage. I, 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 I want to. Everything that he wanted, 
they did after he left. <laughs> yes. Y'all, you, you guys better put a video together. Thank you, Coach Slater, the second winningest coach. And just, you know, y'all better see a video presentation or a one-minute video package. I want to see tears. Anyway, uh, was that your game or did you have another game? Where are you going? Who is that, B? Yeah, you. No, I am, go- I am going off the beaten path. I have not seen the school where I almost went to college at, that being Tennessee State. And since they will be as uh, close to my hometown playing Lindenwood, well, Lindenwood travels to Tennessee State. But I want to see Lindenwood, a Division II program, moving up to the FCS level against Tennessee State. Hmm. Plus, hmm. I'd have picked everybody else so I wanted to see that particular week. So that, that's the only game I had left. See, I, I, I see now. I want, and, Jamie, tell me if you did this because this is what I did. I started with the games that I had to go to. And so there yeah. were like five games that I had to go to. And then based on those, I picked games around trying to avoid those teams and locations. Yes, yes. Because okay. next week okay. is going to pain me. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt me deep next week. <laughs> uh, week. Week number 10 is what you're referring to? Yeah, yes, it is. It's All right, so we, yeah, we, we get into the uh, final, final three weeks of the season. Let's uh, let's keep it here. Let's not go to break. Let's kind of keep it here as we get into the month of November here. Week number ten, November fourth. Uh, you lead it off, Jamie. What do you got? Oh boy, this is horrible. This, this is terrible right here. I am Big going games. to miss. I'm going to miss Chiho. Uh, going to miss the greatest homecoming on earth. Uh, oh, as my Aggies man. play Towson, because I've already picked uh, my Aggies to to beat them chickens. But um, um, but but for football purposes, football purposes, I'm actually going to enjoy this game. Uh, as the Bethune Cookman uh, Wildcats uh, take on Mississippi Valley in a very tense game, couple of games since um, Bethune Cookman has joined. Uh, the swag. It, it, it's been kind of intense, so I'm, I'm gonna go to this this game and 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 see um, what exactly what the fuss is about. Last year we talked about how bright the grass was uh, in Valley. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we did. That's funny you brought that up. I I recall that exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 this year we we gonna see what was you know what's going on in Daytona. <laughs> oh man that is funny that's funny well it'll be field turf i'll tell you that and that's a thursday game that is a thursday game so valley okay. travels oh. to the on thursday yes so it does leave your room jamie oh i can hey from daytona to greensburg okay cool i can make the game that's what's up <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay all right um uh drew what do you got and I'm like everybody else, you know, the games I want to see, I pick either one team or both teams, like Virginia Union, Virginia State. I've already picked uh, Virginia State. I don't know how I did not get Virginia Union on my list this year. Winston Salem, Fayetteville State. I already got Fayetteville State on my list uh, for this year. 
Shaw St. Augustine. I got Shaw on my list for this uh, particular week. So I this this is this was the toughest week because of the other games that I wanted to see. So uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah this is a heck of a this is a heck of a list of games. Uh, yes, it this is. The weekend, uh, of course, it's the the last week of regular season games in the SIC and the CIAA. Yeah, so I am almost stuck. Not, and, that's, and I'm not saying that in a bad way with living with Livingstone versus uh, Johnson C. Smith. Okay, well, I mean, look, I hey. like it. I the like first it. Two, in that, what is the historical significance? In that, the uh, uh, the 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 first two HBCU football programs is that is that where that that, that historical significance of that game, right? Yes, uh, that yes, was I the first HBCU so. game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Biddle College. Uh, then. Did you say Biddle College? I think Livingston was yeah. it, or Johnson? One of them. yeah. Uh, I was going to invite you to uh, to go check out uh, Savannah State at Lane, which, you know, for me, this was the game. There were so many other games that I had to move around because of, like you said, other other commitments I'd made that I found myself, oh, you know what? I can go check out Savannah State and Lane. Now, who knows? These are two teams that could be in the hunt. Maybe they're vying for third fourth place uh at worst or best you know what i'm saying so uh, i haven't had a chance i wouldn't have i wouldn't have an opportunity to go see uh either of those schools except for this particular opportunity so uh that's that's where i'll be uh to see them but yes there are there are plenty of other <clears throat> good matchups so of course as uh mary 305 points out you got jackson state and tennessee state at uh, Texas Southern, excuse me. So uh, Texas Southern's at Jackson State. Uh, you've got the Fountain City Classic between Albany State and Fort Valley State happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jamie Edwin kind of believes with you that that BCU Valley game. Some, you know, there's going to be some scores put up there. Um, let's see. Uh, other games of interest, you've got the Port City Classic in Mobile, Alabama. Grambling versus Alabama State. How about Southern and Alcorn playing that weekend? Southern's at Alcorn State. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Livingstone College, the first HBCU to play football. So, uh, Drew, that's, you can't, hey, sometimes you got to go with a historical location. And all else fails. All right, but here, Drew, you get a lead off week number 11. Now, this week, week number 11 is on November 11th. See the symmetry there? Week 11, 11, 11. Um, it's also the weekend of the SIAC and the CIAA championships. We don't know where the SIAC will be played. We do know the CIAA will be in Salem, Virginia. So... Drew, where are you going? Week number 11. Brian, I am going to pull off, hopefully, 
the impossible because I I don't know what time this game starts, but I have confidence that this game is going to be a night game. That is going to be Hampton and William and Mary. The reason I am going to Hampton and William and Mary for that night game is so that I can go watch the CIAA championship that afternoon. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna try to do the the two games and what didn't you do this before? You did this last year. I did year, three games in one day. Uh before the before the pandemic. I remember that. I remember but that. I went, uh, uh, I went to a Howard game, a Morgan State game, and a Bowie State game, all in the same day. Road Warrior. True. AD Drew, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, again, that is uh, so. Okay, that's uh, William & Mary at Hampton. So, that's in uh, – yeah. I, I, Hampton has lights. Does anyone know Hampton has lights? I think they have lights. I, I remember I a, I remember a night game at Hampton before. I believe way back so. in the day, though. Yeah. Let's just hope that's a seven o'clock start. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know, Drew. He might be out of gas. I uh, might. Okay. Well, hey. Um, all right. We'll put it down as that's your game, just in case. We won't count the championship game. So, okay. Uh, my turn. I'm going. I'm going to Green Stadium in D.C between a game that could very well be for the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, North Carolina Central traveling to Howard. It's going to be cold that weekend, so that I'm not looking forward to. But I got a feeling we're going to see some good football that weekend as the co-champs of last year, that's right, the co-champs of 2022 will do battle, and hopefully only one person, one team will come out with the uh, title after this particular contest. So I will be in D.C. that weekend. Jamie, where will you be? Man, you know what? I'll, I will be in a place uh, that's near and dear to my heart. Know some really good people uh, there. Uh, shout out uh, A.D. Can Campbell. A uh, couple other people I know there. But I want to see if Corey Fields is all the way back for the South Carolina State Bulldogs as they host Morgan State. I want to see this matchup. Um, I think it'll be a good football matchup in general because second year, of course, of Damon Wilson uh, being at Morgan State program in South Carolina, who's been really quiet, which spells trouble for a lot of MEAC opponents. Uh, I want to see if they're all the way back. So that's where I'm going. I'm going to Orangeburg, not too far away from the house. There you go. Uh, also that weekend, you've got Preview at Southern. Another highlight game. Uh, let's see. Where are you guys going? Uh, Walter answered the question, Drew. Hampton does have lights. They've had lights for years. I thought they did. So you might get lucky. Excuse me. You might get lucky and get a night game, although I think you have to look into the history of Hampton games and kind of see this. Hampton normally schedule – night games especially in that, November especially in November right right um let's see so Edwin's got yep yep Texas Southern Jackson State Southern Alcorn just mentioned that 
Interesting. Mary 305, Florida Memorial Ooh. versus Kaiser. Mm, interesting. Huh? Okay. I like Here's it. I one. like it. Yeah, that's good. Good. Pretty good. Um, CIAA championships. <laughs> well, haven't they haven't they normally been in the evenings or at least late afternoon? The yeah, last it all depends on the TV contract. Ah, yes. Good old TV. Yes. Yeah, so, so there you I, go. But I, I'll gladly take the flip that the Hampton game kick off at about noon or one and an evening CIAA championship. Okay. All right. Uh, let's move forward. Week number 12, final two weeks of the regular season. Now, at this point, the Division II teams were moving into the playoffs. So any of the CIAA, SIC champions are moving into the playoffs. Um, you know, so we obviously we can't pick those games. That leaves us with Division I games. In the final two weeks of the season, week number 12, November 18th, there's only one place that I would rather be this particular weekend, and that is in my backyard watching us skin some cats, beat down on Bethune-Cookman, <laughs> and claiming our SWAT championship on the biggest stage of them all. So I will be at the Florida Classic, Florida A&M versus Bethune-Cookman in Orlando, Florida. Book it. I will be there. Jamie, where are you going? You know what, man? I, I, I've, I've had the opportunity to experience the last couple of years uh, being at uh, at the vet. So I think I'm going back for the, for the Soul Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Jackson State versus Alcorn. Uh, that's where I'm going. You know, I've heard my man uh, G. I've heard my man uh, Ken Clark, a couple other people, you know, talk about this rivalry, man. I, 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 hey, listen, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going that last week. Yeah, and as uh, as um, let me get uh -oh. you back in here, as Edwin, yeah, we lost Drew there. There we go. As Edwin points out, PB and Southern should be pivotal for the SWAC title. I think he's a, he's on a previous week, so I'm sorry. Uh, Mary three hundred five, she's going to the classic. I know she will. I know she'll be there. I'll see you there, Mary. And so, yeah, I don't know where Drew is going. We we lost Drew finally, uh, unfortunately. Uh, hopefully, everything is good. Probably he just hit a dead spot out there somewhere uh so we'll come back to him i was trying to think of where he hasn't gone and see some interesting games in the MEAC. you got morgan state at howard south carolina state at norfolk state uh those are red and then hey how about this campbell at ant could that game determine what maybe some playoff playoffs could be on the line possibly maybe for campbell or a and T, Jamie, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I think Campbell comes in. They've had a lot of transfers, but uh, they've also recruited well. Um, you know, they're amongst some of the the leaders in in, in um, FCS in recruiting last couple of years. So Coach Minner and that squad uh, will be formidable. Uh, of course, you know they they beat down Central last year, but A and T beat them at homecoming uh, in, in in an epic comeback. So. Campbell's, you know, no team to be played with. But again, you're talking about going up, you know, the gaunt, the going up and down the gauntlet, man. Like that, that conference would be tough. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see. We 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 shall see uh, what happens. I think Campbell will be um, right right around there. So that'll be a good game. 
I think that'll be a good game. Campbell's looking for some some get back. Hopefully they'll get back to um to Bowie's Creek. <laughs> okay, let's uh I think Drew is back with us. So let me see here. Let's get Drew plugged in here. All right. Drew, are you there? I am here. Yep. Y'all see there uh pick for week eleven thus far. Week twelve thus far. Week twelve. Yes. So where are you going? Uh, I see uh, these two teams. But last, this is the game that I started with. Jack Alcorn. Wait a minute. Say that again. Alcorn. Yeah. Yeah. I say, I say, so that's the game that started with. They worked backwards from there. All right, all right. I'm gonna put you on mute. You know, uh, hopefully, you can drive it. That's one. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on mute until you drive into a better area. Um, yes. Uh, I, I look. I know I've been to the Ford Classic before, but this one will have special meaning. So I had to be. I had to be at that one. <laughs> okay. So that that's why I and I too. I started with that game. And then I also started with the game that we're going to do for the final week of the season as the two games that I had to go to. Um, So just kind of looking around here and see the rest of you guys. Okay. So here we go. Week 13, which is the last week of the regular season, November 20. Now, it's technically only two games this week uh, for this last week. You've got the Thursday Turkey Day Classic between Alabama State and Tuskegee. And then you have the Bayou Classic, uh, Southern Grambling for the 50th time. Uh, Jamie, where are you going? I'm going to the Bayou Classic. New Orleans, food, fun, mm-hmm. mm. debauchery. <laughs> hey, hey, now. Hey, it's a family show, family show Jamie. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. Oh, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to New Orleans. <laughs> okay, all right, uh, Drew, are you are you there, Drew? All right, we got you back in. Let's see if your signal's any better. Where are you going the last week of the regular season? To do two games in one week and all week the same day. Hell, I'm so in of Eat some turtle, kicking some horns. You know what? I'll get it on I-65 tonight, and four, uh, four hours later, while I don't get to Orleans, I use classic. I'm doing both, man. All right. There we go. And you know what? I, I That's a good point. You're doing both. Now, exactly. Karen's of the thought with you, Drew, that you can attend both of them. I just don't know if I've – let me see. Have I, have I seen – no, I've seen. See, I, I didn't want to do both because I've seen Alabama. Uh, I've seen Alabama State before. I saw them in the in the uh, Magic City, so I wanted to be true to this, and that's why I didn't pick them for that. And I think I seen Tuskegee at the Morehouse Tuskegee Classic, so I had to I had to not do both, even though you know it is appealing. 
you know, uh, to do both. And somehow we may do both. Uh, but, yes, uh, I agree right here with Edwin. It's the 50th Bayou Classic. Like, I'm going to be looking for, like, some commemorative coin or something to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Bayou Classic. I, th I think that'll be uh, – uh, I think that's it's, it's gonna be that's gonna be great. Uh, yeah. Okay, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know they still be throwing beads that weekend. I mean, you know, I've been, I've, look, I've been to Mardi Gras. I know what happens in Mardi Gras stays in Mardi Gras. So I didn't know that. I didn't know y'all got down like that uh, at the Bayou. But if if that's how y'all get down, I I will be in attendance. Y'all let me know. Let me know. Get some hurricanes going, boy. Anything's possible. Okay. So, yes, I look forward to that. So, that is our schedule. Um did I I didn't leave anything out, did I? Uh-uh, you're and, good. Yeah, and then and of course the following week after that is the uh potentially the SWAC championship game. That technically is week 14 uh EA. So just so just so you can put on your calendar when you <laughs> on week fourteen Ooh. is the SWAC championship game, and he's calling his shot already, fam. You and Alcorn in Bragg for the SWAC. So if you plan on being in Tallahassee, should be nice weather. Go ahead and put your put your calendars on around. Uh, uh, what is that? December sixth or something like that? No, it's December second. December second. I'm sorry if I'm doing the math right. Yeah, so that's week. Week 14. All right. All right. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Anything else up there? All righty. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tamara T says she's bragmound that weekend, too. Okay. Let's uh, – so, I mean, that that's the schedule, Jamie. Now, Jamie, can you imagine? What if we got a chance to broadcast our schedule? Hmm. I might know somebody. I might know somebody that might be able to, you know, I might be able to talk into putting our making our schedule one of those schedules that uh that that we travel to, you know, doing these uh doing these games, you know. BCSN coverage of uh of the road trip. So I, I don't know. I'm just I know somebody. I know somebody. Right. I I have to talk to them. I have to talk to them and see what's possible. But okay. uh, yeah, well, <clears throat> we appreciate you guys. Uh, hey, uh, you guys, if uh, you want to put together your ultimate road trip, we would love to hear from you. You know, go ahead and put it together, and um, you know what? <clears throat> send us a, send us an email. Send. I'm gonna go ahead and give. Oh, this is dangerous. I'm gonna give my email a job. My my personal BCSN email that you can send um, your ultimate. HBCU football road trip. So again, that's week one to 13. You can send it to BCSN Brian, B R Y A N at gmail.com. So BCSN Brian at uh, gmail.com and send us your list. Now, David Garner says the Turkey Day Classic Drew is the 99. So see, that means in 2024, I got to be there for the 100th anniversary of the Turkey Day Classic, right? Yeah, so got to be there for that. Appreciate that, David Garner. Uh, Edwin Moore, great tip here. Appreciate you. 
I won't be flashing nothing, but I don't want to get anybody else trouble, you know. So uh, appreciate you, appreciate you tipping folks off to that, Edwin. So I don't know. I may be at the casino boat. Sounds like where I might need to be and just stay safe, Jamie. We'll do. Stay out of stay out of trouble. <laughs> so, um, um, okay, uh, Mike Reed. I love the suggestion. Uh, hit, uh, who, who is that? Let me know. Shoot me a shoot me a text. You know we we talk. All right, Jimmy. Let's let's wrap up the show with, uh, of course, what was out there. We talked about it offline. Billboard. Uh, of course, this is the 50th anniversary of hip hop. 50th anniversary of rap. Billboard Music released the 50 best rap groups. If you haven't seen that list. Uh, folks, we're kind of curious what you think about it. But before we give the official, according to Billboard, their top 10 or top five, I thought we'd go around the horn and talk about our top five. Now, first off, I think it's interesting to talk about group, the word group. Yeah. What do you, what do you define as a rap group, Jamie? Three or more, to be honest with you. Um, does that I, include I think, DJ? Does that include the DJ? Ooh, that's another great question. Uh, it depends on the group. Um, because some DJs have been significant parts of of um, the group, uh, while some haven't. So there's a couple of, of groups, you know, labels on here that you know, um, I guess make the DJ makes them a quote unquote group. So. I don't know. I would say three or more. I would say without the DJ, but I think that all depends on what the DJ's role is. All right. Uh, Drew, you want to add in here, uh, jump in here? What is your uh, definition of a group in terms of being so a rap group? So under JB's definition, you th- and you ever have to throw Run DMC out because Jab Master J was the DJ, and he was the third member of the group. So I say you have to include the DJ in the group. So, but I am with Jamie with the three or more moniker. Well, it's interesting. So I, I like three or more. I'm including the DJ in a group, but but the way you said it, it throws out certain people who are on this list: Eric B and Rakim. Uh, how about EPMD? Although, I mean, come on now, I mean. I don't know who the DJ was for EPMD, but I feel they like you can't throw Jazzy yeah. Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yeah, see, so I, I, I would, I would, here's your, here's your, I would tweak it. I would say if if the group is two individuals and one of the individuals is not an MC, bye. You know what I'm saying? I, I think two MCs make a group. So I would keep the eight ball in MJG. I would keep the EPMD, but I would say goodbye to, you know, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. No, that's not a group. That's, you know, uh, I agree. Uh, who, who is the other one in that, that qualified that we talked about in that list? Um, Eric B. Eric B. Yeah, Eric B. B. Rocket. That's solos. That's solo. That's solo group. Solo group. I mean, you know, Eric B. That's it. I mean, okay. Rockham. Uh, Rockham. I'm sorry, Rockham. Yeah. Eric B. was the Eric B. was the DJ. So, all right. 
And it, okay. it, it's just something that changed over the years. Also, it used to be when we were growing up, the GGA was listed first. Now it's the MC who's listed first. Good point. Where do you? Where was the DJ other than Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince? Where else was the DJ? A.B. and Rockham, Grandmaster Flash, and the Furious Five. Okay. Okay. See. All right. Good point. Yes. So I I think it 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 did. Uh, that's a good point. Good point. Good point, Drew. Uh, okay. So let's go through our top five. Uh, Jamie, we'll start with you. We'll, uh, we'll just give us your give us your five. Your 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 top five. Oh man, I'm gonna start from five to one, man. Uh, the right. locks is my is is my number five. Um, Goody Mob is my number four. Uh, Public Enemy is my number three. Wu Tang is my number two, and number one, they got it right. Outcast, Outcast, number one. Okay, okay. I I kind of see. I have. I'm with you on one, two, two and a possible. I'm two and a possible with you right there. Two and a possible. All right, Drew, your top five. Although I want to include the Sugar Hill Gang because they were the originals, you know, the first group that I really started listening to was Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. So that would be a. Uh, number five on my list. The, the next one I have to put in there as the uh, for the cultural significance and that would be the Beastie Boys would have to mm. be in there because of their cultural uh, significance. They're the first white rap group who had cross, crossover appeal. Next one these next two changed the culture. First one being N.W.A. Totally changed the culture of rap. Garnered in gangster rap for good or for bad, but they garnered in gangster rap. And how about two live crew? Mm, yes. Back in the day with Luke Skywalker, Uncle Luke, what, whatever moniker he went by at that uh, at that point in time. Uh, before I mention number one, I am mad that this list left off one of my favorite groups growing up, and that is Houdini. Uh, were they not in the top fifty? I, I, I did saw not see it. I understand. I didn't yeah. see it either. Wow. Okay. I, yeah, I, 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 you know Houdini, Friends, One Love, uh, Five Minutes of Funk. You know, that I was just one of my. I still got the tape. I saw the. <laughs> I saw the cassette in a in a in a box somewhere. I still have the the tape cassette. <laughs> one of the first albums that I went and bought with my own money. Right. <laughs> That's all I'm going right. to say. Right. Um, yes. Okay. And so, go ahead. Who's your one? And, and, and my number one is well. They may not be everybody else's number one, but Scarface. Not Scarface, Ghetto Boys. I'm sorry. Ghetto Boys. Oh, okay, okay. Ghetto Boys. Ghetto Boys. Because they bought off Scarface. They bought off, you know, yeah, Willie D. You you had the whole crew came, you know, came out of that Houston sound. 
came out of that. Audible Venture goes to uh, Boogie Down Productions, though. BDP. Um, okay, okay. I got a group in here in my top five that none of you guys mentioned. So I feel like I'm going to lead off with that then. Salt and Pepper. How do you guys not how do you guys not have salt and pep in your top five or even in your honorable mention? I, I, that's shameful. Shameful. The the, the pioneers of, I well, I, I'm not gonna say they're pioneers of female rap, but they were probably the largest. I, I saw somebody put Stetsasonic in there, but no. It was salt and pep. Salt and pep is what set things ablaze, I think, right? Good call. I agree. Okay. The agree. the group that I really didn't know what to do with, I'm going to be honest here is Wu-Tang. What? Because <laughs> well, this this is my this is my dilemma with Wu-Tang, right? Wu-Tang is like Wu-Tang is the Now follow me here. Wu-Tang is the new edition of rap. Meaning that Hold on, I'm going to bring Drew back in this. Hold on, I'm going to bring back Drew. I was saying, uh, Drew, Wu- I didn't know what to do with Wu-Tang. I didn't know whether to put them on my top five or have them as my plus one. But <laughs> I feel like Wu-Tang is the, is the new edition of rap because everybody, cause it was a group, but then everybody came out of the group, did solo projects, and they were successful, right? But I, I don't think... I, I don't know, man. Anyway, I'm, so I got like Wu Tang on the on my plus one. Okay. All right. Number four for me was Outcast. I I I I lots of credit to Outcast, but I got them at number four. Number three, Public Enemy. Public Enemy was my number three. Just the revolution and, and what they meant to that to that era. Number two. The um, the significance <coughs> of this group should not be understated in the 80s. That's Run DMC. That's my number two group, Run DMC. And for me, number one, NWA. Those brothers, that for, and I'm just speaking as a kid who grew up in the Midwest, right? That group. That group kind of changed um, the mindset, as you, as Drew said, good and bad with it. I get it, good and bad, but uh, that's that's my group. So you know, again, my five, my 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 honorable mention was Wu Tang as my plus one. Then you had Salt and Pepper as five, Outcast as four, Public Enemy three, Run DMC two, NWA as one. All right. Um, all right. So, Drew, hopefully you can say. Didn't know who were the top 10, according to billboards. They said number 10 was the roots. Interesting. Number nine, Drew keeps dropping. So I'm going to I'm just not going to Drew. You're just going <laughs> to be on the outside for right now because I'm having to do too much. Number nine, De La Soul. That's interesting. Uh, number eight, Salt and Pepper. Then you had seven. Now here's where you get into Eric B and Rakim. I I'm sorry. This it, 
I mean, it's given a lot of – I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something and the significance of Eric B. I get it. But I still think when you're talking a group, I don't consider – that feels like more Rakim, right? Mm-hmm. Number six, Public Enemy. Number five is Run DMC. Four, A Tribe Called Quest. That's interesting. None of us had a tribe called Quest in in their uh, in their top five. And four, no, excuse me, that was four. Three was NWA. Two was Wu Tang, and one was Outcast. So, um, I think uh, I think these I think these guys who did this they were they were young. They were young. Some young some young guys put this list together. They I'm guessing some guys under 35. 35 or younger. I don't think, I think anybody. So too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh and somehow Migos was in the top twenty, which uh, I saw somebody, but I, I don't understand that. Migos uh, young. Y'all young. I'm sorry. I can't put I don't know. The originators of mumble rap, you don't, you don't, I'm sorry. I'm not giving that. I'm not giving that any, any, not. But not rest here. in peace, take off. Yes, absolutely. Uh, rest in peace, take off. But there you go. But yeah. You go. All right. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for tonight. Any final thoughts you want to close out with, Drew, since you, uh, you've been, been strong enough to hang out and do this on the audio version with us? I don't know. I don't think we have Drew anymore. All right, Drew. Uh, we appreciate you, man. Stay safe. Text me offline, Drew. Let me know when you uh, get to your final destination. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's eighty Drew. Give him a shout out at BCSN Drew is where you can uh, follow him on social. Okay, Jamie. Any final thoughts you want to add before we close up shop? Man, looking forward to football season. Um, you know, just just. You know, going th- down, you know, the schedule, man, it's a significant games in, in significant spots. So shout outs to the, the schedulers and just looking forward to getting um getting ready, man, for, for all of this to happen. So hey, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Man, I, I enjoyed it, man. It's truly uh truly a pleasure doing this show with you. Thanks for jumping in. Thanks for hanging a little extra overtime. I know we went a little bit over here, so uh Yes, so, sir, Dr. Uh, Cavill. That's the culture. Yeah, absolutely. That's, the culture. that's exactly that's the culture of hip hop, you know. So um, I love the final thoughts there by Doc. Remember the original elements of hip hop. Uh so yeah, you know, I see a few other people posting. Yeah, I you know, I I I, I never was I love I like tribe, I just never I, I wasn't diehard into them. My my focus was at that time was on the West Coast. So see, this is the thing though. I think what you said about Wu Tang was 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 somewhat significant. I think when people broke out for their solo careers, that kind of took away from the elements of the group, um, uh, of uh, or the status or or significance of their group in some people's eyes. So I I, I can uh, kind of understand that when um, you know, you had you know even when it came came to tribe, you know um, you know once they went solo or once um. Uh, once Q-Tip went solo, you know, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, he was the significance of of uh, the person that was most prominent at that point. They kind of forgot about what the group did. So 
I can mm-hmm. I can see that. I I can see Good. that. All right. All right. Well, hey, uh, we appreciate you guys hanging Thanks in there with us. Get us uh with us tonight. Um Hey, uh, just as a little side note, Jamie, I went to go. I, I don't know if I told you, I went to go see Indiana Jones. Um, if you enjoyed the original story of Indiana Jones in the first three movies, you will love this. I know there's a lot of negative reviews, and I know the sales haven't been great, but I really put it like this I actually like Indiana Jones better than The Flash. Oh, wow. That, yeah, that, that hurt my heart to just say that, but I realized. At the end of the at the end of the day, I I liked Indiana Jones over the Flash. I I really did. I and I'm 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 geeked about Mission Impossible. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna binge watch all of the Mission Impossibles. I don't even know what number this is, but I think I'm gonna have to do a IMDb to figure out which number we're on and go back and find and just do a binge on Mission Impossible. That's what I'm looking forward to um, in a couple weeks. So, any uh, any other good movie tips or anything you want to recommend anybody? Oh man, please go see uh, if you haven't already. Uh, both the Little Mermaid and Superman. If you if you have not seen, uh, not Superman, I'm bugging. Um, Spider Man. Oh um, yes, 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 Spider Man. Like yes. I, I think that movie is culturally significant because you saw representation all over that movie. Good point. You, you just you just did. Um, so it, it is an outstanding movie. It is truly outstanding. All right. Well said. Uh, Thank you for everybody for hanging in there. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door. You're following us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook at uh, MyBCSN1, the number one, or the Facebook page, BCSN Sports Wrap. And uh, look out for the podcast. If you miss any parts of the show, Find it on the BCSN Pod Zone everywhere you listen and download the podcast. That's uh, Amazon Music, Apple, so on and so forth. All right. So um, that's going to do it for tonight's show. Appreciate you guys. And uh, if we don't talk to you on the 4th, have a happy 4th. Um, I think, Doc, Doc, are you doing a show Tuesday on April, on July 4th? While you're in the room, and let everybody know to tune in on July 4th. Uh, Tuesday, uh, wherever you're celebrating, be safe. Watch out for the fireworks, people. Watch out for the people who don't know what the hell they're doing with fireworks and don't end up on a viral video with a hand or finger blown off, so on and so forth. So be safe. Dr. Cavill will be doing his show. He says, yes, he will be doing the show Tuesday, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, Dr. Cavill's inside the HBCU Sports Lab. So, all right, guys, that's going to do it. We're done for this night. Uh, For AD Drew and Jamie Walker, I'm Brian Fulford. Peace out, everybody.